right, guys, welcome to Cleveland Moto Podcast number 356. And they're off. Oh, good. That was a vibrant exit. I got a little bit on my hand. A little, little oops. And it smells like Christmas. <laughs> Not Chris Smith. It smells like Christmas. Doesn't smell like Chris Smith. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> there you go. And so to my left tonight for our 356 podcast, Dan Cromke. Yeah. Dan, what'd you bring? I brought the little drummer boy with me. <laughs> brought the little drummer boy. Johnny Drum. Look, and this is another thing. If you pay attention oh to this podcast, I hope you've learned a few things. Most importantly, I hope you learned that every time he recommends a liquor, it's solid gold. Oh, yeah. And the first thing that you recommended to us was what? Our favorite rum. Oh, uh, Stro. Yeah, yeah. Stro. <laughs> thanks to, thanks to you Stro. You our favorite rum? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Thanks to Johnny. I mean, seriously, thanks to Don, Don, Dan Kravke. Thanks to him. And for the record, I'm going to be sloppy. I've had four already. Um, we did a little pre-gaming. So... Thanks to Dan Kromke, we found out about Stro, and I didn't know about Stro. And more people have called our podcast and texted our podcast uh, from a gutter with a policeman next to him, <laughs> with a cop asking us why this guy smells like butterscotch, spiced butterscotch. Woof. He's you know he's got a great sense of he's got a great sense of humor, and he smells like spiced butterscotch, and he keeps saying Cleveland Moto Podcast. <laughs> Tell folks about what Stro is. Stro is the national spirit spirit of Austria. And when you think of good rum, Austria is the first thing that comes <laughs> <Right>. to mind. <laughs> the sugar cane Centuries fields of, of Austria. Of rum making in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Dutch got kicked out of the Indies and, you know, out of the All Caribbean. Right, fuck, let's go to Austria. Yeah, and they're like, fuck it, let's go to Austria. We can grow cane in Austria. <laughs> that stuff is crazy. So I also brought a bottle of uh, Santa Claus. Uh, it's a Christmas beer made in Austria. Of course. <laughs> Santa Claus? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with Father Christmas, I think. 2006. No? 2000. Whoa. Holy crap. You That beer can almost drive. Yeah, this is 14%. So uh, It's almost yeah. a cheer wine. Yeah, All right. I get it. So that's very cool. Uh, and so that's damn near driving age. It's the world's most extraordinary beverage. Well, I don't know. I think Stroh's got something to say about that. So, um, Dan, Dan, is that Santa Claus, is that served cold or is that served at uh, room temperature? In between. Probably like, yeah. <laughs> 50. Lightly chilled. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tiny bit frosty. So, thank you very much for also introducing us into Johnny Drum. Because Johnny Drum is amazing, affordable, good drinking Kentucky bourbon. Like, we have a bottle at the house now, and we love it. And it's not, it's not expensive, guys. In the dishwasher. In the dishwasher. Anybody who's, yeah, anybody who's watched our podcast, I've turned my dishwasher into a bar. And it's the best thing that ever happened to that dishwasher. Uh, it's remarkable how all the little uh, things that hold your plates and stuff hold liquor bottles perfectly. And then the rack for your, um, your utensils yeah. is all just the bitters. And the, the, the bitters and the straws and the stirrers, they just go in there perfectly. So and the airway bottles. The yes, the, air, the airway bottles, the airline bottles come in handy. Merritt just went to a Christmas party at her school and she came home with five or six airline bottles of horrible shit, like truly aperitifs that are like, you know, cinnamon, chocolate flavored brandy or whatever, awful stuff. But to have one of those hanging around just to put a little edge on some coffee, not a bad idea. You know, like when, when you want to seem fancy for the friends, not a bad thing to do. 
So uh, I always score a handful of those every time I go to the liquor store. Yeah, it, they're good to have around. Yeah, they're just a good. And when we went to the Portland One show, yes, we grabbed a whole bunch of airline yeah, bottles. Perfect. And that was perfect for just having them in your pockets. And you're like, oh, look, I got a Coke. And now I got a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. And then we would go back and refill our airline bottles with the big bottles we bought <laughs> so we could replenish for day two. Yeah, super fun, super cool. Well, that's that's great, man. Uh, and then to his left. Oh, Steve Sleepy. Sleepy. <laughs> back from the dead. Back from the COVID <laughs> and sporting the proper Grinch attire. The Had cinch. To, yeah. The Grinch. The I tr- cinch. I tried You're a mean one, Mr. Cinch. I more or less identify with the stink, stink stank, stunk. Exactly. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, just, we we shot some motive stories before we went live tonight. Yep. And uh, we did some Christmas motive stories, which are super fun. We asked the guys what they want for Christmas. Only one of them got what they asked for. <laughs> you can guess which one, but only one of them asked for the right gift. But, the, uh, but it was fun. And Sleepy got out here early and put all the cool lights up and just got everything dialed in so we could shoot some rapid fire uh, motor stories with Donkey Phil. And that yeah. was a blast. It it's was so much fun. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Super cool. Absolutely super cool. And then to his left... Chris Smith. Chris brought the thunder tonight. Explain to the folks the the, the charcuterie that you brought. Well, I stopped down at at the old... um, (laughs) Ohio Provisions. Ohio Provisions, yeah. Oh, it's my friend Adam. Adam uh, Lambert. Adam Lambert. Oh, look him up, man. Adam Lambert. This is the highest of highest ends meats in Cleveland. I had the Sauvignon, and the Sauvignon is to die for. It's so good. Yeah, it's so rich. So I was down there, and uh, I saw some steaks. I called Mrs. Smith. Hey, would you like a steak? She says, yeah. So he, he, got, he got me two steaks, and it wasn't until he rang it up that I noticed that the steaks were $29 a pound. <laughs> yeah. So I think I had about $60 or $80 worth of steak. Worth a steak. Yeah, because yeah. one of them was about three inches thick. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. We went to McConnell's, which is yep. a, they own a farm. It's a farm out in Oberlin. Yep. And now they've opened up their own little meat market right there. So yeah. you're literally eating a cow that was grown right right there. Oh, yeah. And I grabbed a nice porterhouse. I'm like, yeah. this, this is for lunch. This is for way. lunch. <laughs> Do you know, here's the cool thing about buying meat. It was a, a $22 yeah. porterhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pass that place every day on the way to work. Oh, you do? Yep. That's, t- that's very tempting. Mm. So the deal with buying your meat from, you know, the whole goal of having Adam's meat in your mouth is because the trick with Adam is Adam is in the country and he Adam runs a farm, right? So I'll get that for you. So Adam's, Adam's farm is... Um, Whatever cow you bought, yeah, he knows the name. Yeah. So like his kids raise the animals. And so like this funny thing, because the kids now have like, this is Dora and she's going to be delicious because we love her. <laughs> and so all the meat- We've been you, massaging her with butter. Yeah. All the, all the meat that you buy from Ohio City Provisions is all very much loved animals. Like, so all the animals that he does, everything he butchers- is something that his family has lovingly raised. We had her on a diet of chocolate milk for six yeah. months before. She- <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like to say it's grass-fed and chocolate milk finished. Yeah. So you know that that's when you know you're getting a good steak yeah. is when it can identify Dairyman's oh. whole chocolate milk Look, coming out. It's a brown cow. Let's call it Hershey. <laughs> exactly. When I was mm, uh, when nice I was finished. When I was growing up, my my dad's family lived in Salainville, Ohio, and they had a farm. 
And I think I was like five years old or six. And they told me that if I pumped the cow's tail, it would make chocolate milk. Oh, so really? I went over there and I'm waggling this cow's tail and it just shit all over oh! me. Oh, so it didn't make chocolate milk. It made pudding. I'd pay anything to see a video of that. It made pudding. So my dad and his, uh, his, you know, my uncles and all that, they were, I, I think they were literally on the ground. They had to be dying. <laughs> they just had to be, had to be dying. Yeah. Oh, man. That was the same time when they had the Browning high-powered rifle, maybe yeah. a year or so later. Yeah. And so they said, oh, no, it, there's no there's no recoil. No, no. And they put me on a thing, and I pulled the trigger and did about nine somersaults backwards. <laughs> but the best part was is my dad didn't care about that. He right. grabbed the gun. Of course. So as I was yeah. flying through the air, he grabbed the gun. <laughs> Kids are hard to hurt. Yeah. They're just hard to hurt. Yeah. So you brought out so much food. You brought out so much meat. So we're people will be getting up in the course of this podcast to go replenish on and the- And cheese. And yeah, cheese. Four different kinds of cheese. Yeah, it's really a nice- Smokies. It's a really nice spread. That's really good. So everybody has to eat till they can't breathe. That's true, and that's a, and I'm we can wait do till that after the podcast to do that. Oh, you're just going to throw down? Nice. That's a good idea. <laughs> I've had, I've had like I visited the table, the charcuterie table. I finished. I visited it four times already. Had something different each time. It's good. fucking delicious. So good. It's great. And uh, so thank you for bringing the charcuterie, man. That's well. so yeah, that's so fantastic. It's it's much appreciated, and we haven't had some charcuterie in a long time because of the COVID and everything else. So this is a nice thing to be able to have that again. I feel like we're living above our means when you bring. Because <laughs> I would never buy that for myself. I mean, ever. This is crazy. This is nuts. So I, I your yeah. floor enjoyed it too. Yeah, well, it's gonna be. It'll be. A, it'll be a. Is that yours that I spilled? It'll be a stinky no, but sweet I, spot. I gave you mine because yeah, you well, bought it. I don't want you to not have it. Mm. No, it's all right, dude. Go ahead. You, you don't need much of this. Really? Yeah, I'll just this, here. I'll just take yeah. this little tiny bit. Then you have yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah, okay. That's hey, fair. Hey, Phil, why was Dad that's fine. upset when he got a sweater for Christmas? Ooh, I don't know. Because he wanted a screamer or a moaner. <laughs> <laughs> then I must admit, I'm a sweater. <laughs> we got more. Today, we got more. That's good. I got a sweater. Thanks got a sweater. to uh, 64 degrees in December, yeah. I'm sweating my balls. Yeah, off. the Grinch over here has got an extra layer on. This was a sure. good idea. A week ago, when it was 30. Oh, when it was frozen outside, it was a really good idea. But getting the Indian summer that we got today, ooh, I'm riding all the bikes around, like yeah. doing everything before winter storage and stuff, because I know that they're about to resalt us. Oh yeah. So at any moment, we're going to get resalted. But like today was a gift today like riding a bike out there today was magical like and it was like it was that crazy winter when you're like i know it only says it's 55 but i'm certain it's 70 you know when i oh, rode yeah. in this morning i rode in this morning i couldn't believe how warm it was when i went out to the garage pulled the bike out with no windshield or anything no heated grips no windshield i'm just gonna enjoy the weather and i looked down on my watch and i was like it's 55 degrees it was warmer Didn't outside feel like than in my house today oh yeah yeah, I, I went to the warehouse today, yeah. and it was way warmer outside than it was in the warehouse. Yeah, so that's really funny. But which that God. brings get—that's the worst time though, because then the hot mm. humid air yeah. blows into your garage, yep. and that's when you get the sweat. That's when you get the sweats, baby. Yeah, because I've got two fans going in the warehouse right now, so I got a fan pushing air at the bikes and a fan pulling the air off the bikes. Though the warehouse, every year I kind of post a picture up when I get my warehouse set. I don't—I'm weird about stuff. I mean, people know that, but, <laughs> but I'm particularly weird about my warehouse. So I won't go on Christmas break. I won't leave or go anywhere until my warehouse is set. And my warehouse has to be set just so mm -hmm. everything needs to be on a battery tender, which is actually technically in my world an optimate, but I'm, you know, that's the way we roll. And uh, Chris gave me his four channel. He's got a four channel battery tender. Nice. So he's got four bikes in there. So he's got all his bikes around feed and, and, 
it's funny because like when I get my, I spent all day Monday, I spent 12 hours in the warehouse just putting uh, boat gas in bikes and just, you know, kind of looking at everything, putting the bikes up, getting the right amount of space between them, getting them all on Optimates and getting everything set just so. And then it's like, I'm drinking a beer and I'm sitting back in the warehouse and I'm just kind of looking at my work and I'm like, I'm just so fucking proud. I get like an overwhelming sense of joy from looking at a well-scheduled warehouse. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, those bikes over there against the wall, they mean nothing to me. Those could all disappear. If I ever decided like, oh, we're just going to have a crazy Phil's Uncle Christmas sale and have people come in and be like, what's for sale? Anything along that wall. That's the Mid-Ohio wall. It's the Mid-Ohio wall. Yeah. Yeah, You guys know last year when we went to Mid-Ohio, we cleared the whole wall off, right? But more bikes get added to that. And it was fun because I went into the trailer from Mid-Ohio and there were still beers in there. So I was like, hey, the gods giveth. Opportunity knocked. That was exactly Beers are here. I'm here. I was great. I had so much fun. And I'm sitting there and I got the music going and I'm kind of just moving the bikes around and like... I will order, I will arrange the motorcycles in width. Like, so I'd be like, so if I had to sneak one out in an emergency to get one out for a customer or something, I could just easily get the bike out without moving anything Did else. Did you bring some of those beers back here? Did you look? Well, I yeah, I went in the fridge and I grabbed the Coors Light. Right. And the, the beer in the can tasted yeah. all right, but the yeah. outside of the can had was that, beat up. It was like musty, moldy, yeah. cooler. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I know where this came from. Well, so because of our friend uh, Dan, yep. who brought us beers from Rheingeist, Rheingeist. Yeah, so Rheingeist. I brought over two or three 12 packs of uh, the IPA, yep. and then we also had the Bubbles, which is the champagne of beers. Yeah, it's good. And so we brought some of those that were left over in the trailer I didn't even know about. <laughs> did I notice a couple of rolling rocks in there? You did. You did notice a couple of rolling rocks. And there's a couple of giant Heinekens. I saw those. Those are at least three years old. So at some point, they're like mega Heinekens. Yeah, but you can't tell. Heineken comes skunked. Exactly. Yeah, how would you even <laughs> know like if it was skunked? Green skunked bottle. and oxidized. Yeah, oh. exactly. Right. So right out of the bat. So I've got those two giant bottles of a Heineken that I won't even give the homeless people next door. Like, I just can't do it. I can't you have that still like you exactly i can't have them throwing those bottles at my business but you were so. talking about your uh, your warehouse yeah so i still need one more for my my, my little fleet but i'm still at that point where like i wake up in the morning at yeah. the, the new house i'm like and i'm like does that garage exist and i run downstairs ah! open the door and i'm like ah! oh your garage is so big it's nice yeah. though, that thing's going to be packed tighter than the fucking can. <laughs> Have you seen my six-car garage? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what yours is going to look I like. I know, yep, I know. That's exactly but, uh, it. I still, like, it's yep. like, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I always dreamt of the RM80 that was never there. Right. So I keep fearing when I wake up that my shit isn't there. It's not going to be and there. I, and I run down, and I'm like, ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, when I look at pictures of your garage right now, I'm just like, yeah. I remember okay. that. That's a curse. <laughs> so, Cinch, so how, how soon before you need a second floor built in? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. 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 That's the same way. Ramp. Well, yep. if I keep going with my or wife the way I'm going, yep. she's going to demand that I just live out there soon. When so. I built my garage, instead of putting the studs 24 on center, yeah. I put the studs 16 on center so I could put a second floor in it. Ah. So, and everybody's like, you know, the garage is already ridiculously tall. I mean, you guys have all seen my garage. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be that tall. But I had an Airstream that I was going to restore in the garage and it had to fit through the door. So I got a 10 foot industrial roll up door mm-hmm. and I did my Airstream on a rotisserie, right? Yeah. So I had needed the space. So I couldn't have any studs below 10 feet. So all my studs are at uh, 12 feet. Nice. Plus you got a lift in there too. And I got a car lift in there. So we got to be able to lift the cars. Even things like a full size Ford Econoline van's got to be able to lift up high enough. I can right. walk under it. Right. Because if you're going to fucking do it, do it. Yep. And I built that garage in the, like when I built it and I had like, okay, the front door is massive and the side door is smaller so we can get the motorcycles in and out. Sure. 
And I built that whole thing with such a great, with the greatest of intentions. My workshop's going to be over here. I can second story this whole area above the workshop. I have extra storage up there. It's been like 10 years and none of that has happened. (laughs) I want a second story so bad, but again, we just haven't gotten there yet. Second story is just for storage. You yeah. gotta wait till lumber comes down. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Once it does, we'll do that. Yeah. So when you were building that, did the yeah. uh, city come by at all? And, uh, yeah. Uh, so check the. Uh, well, there was a lot of things. Uh, I had asked for the height of a garage that I had been that I had asked for, and they said no. <laughs> but fortunately, the guy behind my house had built a very very large garage as well. So I was able to use his roof line as my guide for mine. So if he was allowed to have it, I'm allowed to have it. But his is on like a two car garage. And mine's on a six-car garage. But I was like, eh, you can't tell me no. And every once in a while, the building inspector will come by, like, because he sees me working on motorcycles and shit. He just pops in, because he's a nice guy. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, you know, he goes, you really got away with this one. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's beautiful, and it's awesome. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, doing the doing the shake shingle siding, just like you did the house, that was a good idea. That kept a lot of people happy, because we were, we were pretty sure that you were going to build this, and it's going to look like an aircraft hangar. Yeah. There's just going to be a sheet metal covered building in the backyard. So what happens when you put a second story? Is he going to lose his shit? No, no. Second no, story no, no, inside. No, 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 no. Inside. Oh, oh. inside. I thought answer. you were adding more. No, no, no. I thought you were going 40 feet up. No, I'm going to. It's tall enough I can get a, not a, not a stand-up second story, but a, right. you know, a good loft yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then I want to put a bunch of skylights in it. Mm-hmm. Just pump it, like put eight or 10 skylights in That's there. That's a good idea. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be a, lot, a really good time. So the, I just really, I was kind of digging on that idea for the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just, so when you've got your massive garage, it's it's fun. Because if you've ever seen Christmas Garage, mm-hmm. that's a man who's living with a challenge right there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> his house is built on an impossibly shaped lot. Right. Like, your house is on a corner. Uh, close. Yeah. It's on a hump. It's like it's a, hump. a hump. It's on a trapezoid. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Essentially. It is. It's a trapezoid. Yeah. It's like you have an impossibly shaped lot. Yeah. And then we enter the garage from the rear. Yes, exactly. Rear entrance only. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny is like I look like back and I don't know how I fit. Well, how all appropriate the shit. for the Janus. For the oh, Janus, yeah. it only goes in from the uh, back door. But it's amazing <laughs> it's like, when you, when you don't there. have options and when you only have limited space, yeah. how much shit you can fit into a small garage. Well, yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I laughed when I saw your bikes all sprawled out like that. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't even slide them together. You didn't no. even like pack them in. The motorcycle section of my garage, there's no sunlight between the bikes. They're oh, kissing. They're kissing cousins, all of them. Like I you got, can walk between each uh, bike. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's I not going to be that I let them a little breathing room yeah. right now. All the know? bikes that don't run in my garage that yeah. I just like to worship occasionally, yeah. they're all kissing each other. They're like right up against <laughs> each other. No chance of being pulled out. Like like butts to nuts because oh, yeah. like oh, the yeah. handlebars. You could pull one bike out without having to move another. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, way. No. No, For that's real. on the other side of my garage where I have the riders. Like yeah, the daily yeah, riders yeah, yeah. are over there, so they can be all pulled out at a moment's notice. <laughs> and then I got three Japanese cars jammed in there. Right. So the Japanese cars all got to come out for any bike to come out. So this morning it was funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to take the Harley. I'm like, nope, not going to take the Harley. Okay, I'm going to take the Husqvarna. What does your key drawer look like? Oh, so <laughs> I have two. So when you go into my house, I have a key thing right next to the front door that has 12 hooks on it. And those are all like the cars that are in the garage, the front garage, the garage that's hooked to the house. And then whatever cars are in the driveway, those are all there. And then in the garage, the garage Mahal in the back, I've got the keyboard there for all the vehicles that are in the garage. And then a very elaborate coding system so that if you were to go in, you'd be like, oh, this is the key for that. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's an anti-theft system. Sure. Yeah. 
It's intentionally designed to fool you. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take you an extra while if you break into my garage to try to figure out what bike <laughs> the keys go to. So it's not anything weird like put Honda keys, like a Honda keychain on a Harley bike. Sure. I could, that wouldn't be a bad idea. No. But, anyway. but yeah, mostly it's just having nosy neighbors. Right. I've got retired nosy neighbors that never leave the house. So I don't really need the alarm system I have mm. useless because I've got neighbors on both sides that are like, Hey, I noticed there was somebody that was in your backyard and they were, they were dropping off. They put a motorcycle in your backyard. <laughs> I was like, as long as they didn't take one, yeah, we're right. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll take all we're going to put in there. Right. That's yeah. fine. Or you know? which one do they take? The one that I was giving away for free? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh yeah. You know, I've done a few of those. I've done a few of those where I've put on Facebook. I was like, if anybody wants this Honda CB360, this is my address. It's behind the house. Take it. Yeah. The, the title and the keys are in the gas grill. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, make it go away. Hey, so uh, on the uh, face page, John Graham from Northern Ireland yeah. says that uh, I'll lend you guys bikes if you fancy heading to Belfast, Ireland. <gasps> oh, hell yes. So, yeah. so, we're, so we're getting comments on we're the We're getting comments page. on the face page, man. Right on. Yeah. Good to hear from you, dude. Thank you. And we all love Nor. What's not to love? I mean, we'll go over there and we'll go to Isle of Man when there aren't races. Well, they Belfast. have that. They have that famous yeah. movie right now, the Belfast. The Belfast. Movie. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's Dave true. Frederick says three stars. <laughs> turn up. Can't hear your shit. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, man. Yeah, go to the go to yeah. the YouTube. Yeah, turn up your speakers because right now all we're running on is my iPhone. So uh, this whole all these microphones are going into the board, and those are all going out to our YouTube channel and stuff. So that'll be up in a few days. And we couldn't pipe it into the iPhone because right. iPhone does the stupid thing where yep. you don't have an input. That's exactly right. So you yep. either have the power or right. you have nothing. Right, and that's that's just what happened. So there you have it. So that's what we got. And then, uh, last but certainly not least, is Johnny Mac. Uh, Johnny Mac, what did you get? What did you ask Santa for? Oh, you're still. Are you I'm playing? Watching myself oh, you're watching yourself on the. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating. <laughs> I've intentionally made sure that I can't do that. The uh, so you came in. You had a meeting with Johnny Santa. Mac. Johnny Mac. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so you had your sit down with Santa Claus. I did. Yeah. And how did that go? It went spectacularly. I don't think so. Why? <laughs> I watched you get into the sleigh. <laughs> well, that was a different story. <laughs> Getting in and out of the sidecar, let's just say it's not as easy as it used to be, maybe. <laughs> you know, never, it never was easy, <clears throat> but it's not yeah. easy at all now. We have, you know, we've got some great friends at the Motorcycles and Misfits, and we've got some great friends at Nokomoto um, that are also podcast people that do motorcycle stuff. And what I thought was hilarious was the Misfits recently said, of all the people they wouldn't want to be in a fight with, they said it's not, it, they said Johnny Mac. Yeah, right. They were like straight up, if you if we're ever going to get in a bar fight, they all decided, they were like, the Cleveland Moto podcast would be our best podcast to choose as a backup. Yep. And they were like, <laughs> particularly Johnny Mac. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a smart move. I, yeah. I was, you know, you know he's a big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't know how much power is there. <laughs> And then, so I had this wood-burning stove. It's about 380 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to put it on a dolly and drag it up the steps. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Right. John came over and like, I literally helped like this. I was like, wow, man. And it went up the thing. But he, he grabbed it like it was a lunchbox? Yeah. yeah. Just in one hand. <laughs> I just got one delivered and there were two guys trying to get it up my front steps. Oh, really? Like, hey, let me get this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so if if anybody hasn't, if you haven't met Johnny McElfresh in person, if you can picture the world's strongest man competitions where they're taking big round rocks and setting them on top of large platforms, oh yeah, that's what he's perfect for. Mm -hmm. He's he is unbelievably powerful, 
We took a barn down on Steve Hoffert's property. And we're dicking <laughs> around. Down? Okay. We lightly disassembled the front of it and burned down the rest. All right. We but there was, it with chainsaws. We attacked it with chainsaws from every direction. <laughs> and tractors and fire. And at some point, I'm standing, on, I'm standing on a trailer that's hooked to a tractor with a chainsaw in my hand over my head. <laughs> and I'm cutting loose an I-beam. So I'm cutting loose a metal I-beam that is undoubtedly going to fall on my oh, head yeah. and kill me. Yeah. Right? And at one point, I, I tell John, I'm like, come over here and grab this trailer. Realizing that the trailer is holding me... The chainsaw. I'm at the far side of the trailer and I'm holding the beam up with one hand because I want to cut just enough wood away so that when we step aside, the beam just falls. Right. But I've also kind of got somebody else holding, I think you or Chris was holding my back like to pull me away in case the damn thing dropped. (laughs) And I looked over and John was holding the entire trailer. (laughs) And I was like, wait a second. I weigh 210. Yeah. The trailer's easily another five or 600 pounds. Mm. Easy. And John was one handing it while he was holding the tractor and holding everything together. (laughs) And I was like, shit, he's strong. Yeah. It's just impossible how strong he is. And it was funny because he pulled the entire trailer towards the tractor. And I was like, oh shit, man. So it's very funny. And we take it for granted because you're a big lovable teddy bear. And we think (laughs) it's great having you around. Bumbles bounce. But we forget that, you know, you spent all of your childhood smashing people. (laughs) (laughs) I got smashed. My brothers used to invite all their friends over to beat me up. Oh my God. So there would be like five or six, like. You know, and then you turned three. They were all four years <laughs> older than me. I was going to say, so it was the four, age gap had to it was be like four or five tremendous. on one. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. The age gap had to be fucking huge on that deal. Mm. It's when, I mean, John, when did it narrow though? When did you finally, your brother's friend said, all right, oh, fuck that. Was, we're leaving John alone. We're not, <laughs> not I, fucking with him anymore. When I was 14. I was yeah. going <laughs> to say Cub Scouts. <laughs> they gave the man a knife. Yeah. yeah. I That's fantastic. throwing things through windows. Right. <laughs> yeah, there comes a point where you're just like, we're not going to pick on him anymore, okay? Just going to let you know. <laughs> they met the Johnny Mac who's, who starts crying and then freaks out and, and goes into a race. I did that. I did. I One time in my life, I got into a, a fight. I was well in over my head, and I just had to go. I just did. I, I did all the things, and I went berserker because I was getting my butt kicked, and I went berserker, and I realized halfway through that I was crying. <laughs> But I was crying more water than was in my head. Like teardrops were flying out of my eyes. And I was so upset. I was so fucking upset. And I was just crying myself crazy. And my buddies who came to finally help me, my buddies showed up to help me. And they were like, we didn't want to get anywhere near you because it was haymakers. And I was like, I just, I just, and I'm, I was like, oh man, but I was so embarrassed because I was just crying, like sobbing. Like I was heaving. And when it all got done, I was just heaving and I'm shaking and I'm shuddering and the whole deal. And, and I was just like, oh man, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. And I just kept wiping my tears and like, no, you just killed three guys. Like (laughs) you can cry all you want. You've earned it. If you want to suck your thumb right now, you go ahead. Have at it. Have at it. it. You know what my favorite Johnny Mac though is, is the, the little more than slightly lubricated um, mid Ohio Johnny Mac when he turns into the whiskey ferry and goes, yes. let's take a walk. Let's take and a walk. And then he just, he just introduces to everybody yep. and just, Hey, you need some booze. Right. I love and, the, let's take a walk. Yeah, let's yeah. take a walk is the greatest time of the night. <laughs> it's the best time of the night. So speaking of mid Ohio, cause we love, we love us in mid Ohio. Yes, sir. So, uh, our new patron saint of mid Ohio last year, we got introduced to the guy who made mid Ohio easier for all of us. Mm-hmm. His name is Pete and he's from Northern Colorado. 
Yep. And Pete showed up to party. He drove, him and his brother, Swiggy, they drove all the way from northern Colorado to come to mid-Ohio because they'd heard us bullshitting about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, big fucking news story. We love mid-Ohio. We love AMA Vintage Days at mid-Ohio. But nobody's ever said that anything we said was not true. And well, many people said it wasn't true, and then they showed up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, nobody's, nobody's said that, come to it, right. and then not said, oh, they were right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that every time, like, people might think we oversell that event. Mm-mm. Oh, but Barber's great, too. Mm, no. no. No, it's not so much. Not compared to Mid-Ohio. Well, well Chris's Mid-Ohio. charcuterie would fit into Barber. Yes, it would. That is... That <laughs> all is, right, all right. Okay, that is Barber-level charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. Charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie. But Mid-Ohio is more like a, you know... A, I killed the deer with my car. You guys want to cut it up it's and eat it? A, it's more of a Pepperidge, char, a Pepperidge Farm summer sausage that fell in the mud. That's Pepperidge what Mid-Ohio Farm remembers. Pepperidge, Pepperidge Farm remembers Mid-Ohio. And if somebody hands you a muddy two-foot-long summer sausage, you're, gonna you're at Mid-Ohio, and you're going to eat that without a knife. Like a Slim Jim that's been left out in the sun and yes. green a little bit. Yes. That's Mid-Ohio. Hey, does this smell Just bad? Just it off. Yeah. Yeah. Does this smell bad to you? And it's already got a bite out of it. Yeah, it's a right. Slim Jim. You can't kill a <laughs> you Slim Jim. You can't kill a Slim Jim. It's already been killed. Yeah. So, so these guys are great. We love them so much. And if you're not familiar with what happened there, you look at your AMA American Motorcycles magazine. You'll see a you'll see a you'll see a fella you'll see a fella having well, let's just say non-consensual sex with a Stella motor scooter. There's a video on Moto Stories with Uncle Phil. If you go and, and by look. the way, if you go and find that video, mm-hmm. that's something we need to send to Ozzy Man. Yeah, because he loves that kind of shit. Yeah, he and loves, I did blur the big the the twig and berries. The twig and berries, yeah, right? So that's that's been, true. Yeah, but this guy really does. He gives a Stella scooter what for on natural, mm-hmm. but it's not enough. John rigged up 27 pounds of pyro. The longest burning thing I've ever, like, I, I don't even know how, and it was this big and it lasted there are 45 coal, minutes. There are coal fires in Pennsylvania that didn't last as long as what he put on the guy's helmet. It's, it's so true. There's a couple mines that have already gone out and that thing's yeah. still burning. Yeah, I know. And the funny thing is, because it's a burn-off contest, a burnout contest, and everybody's huddled around you because they want to smell the smoke yeah. and smell the sweat and the ball, the ball the hair, balls. the ball cheese <laughs> or whatever. He's the only guy who did it naked. Yeah. He's the only guy that did it on fire. Oh, yeah. He wins forever. Two years ago, I did it on fire. Right. I did the flaming burnout, and everybody was like, oh, my God, call a senator. This is the best thing we've ever seen. And now, and now the bar has been raised to an unattainable goal. But you know who brought down the thing? Oh. Uh-huh. Was, was um, the, the guy that looked like the singer from NXS <laughs> that came up later that was trying to be way too, like, sexy, cool or something. Or was what? he the guy and his girlfriend were wearing chaps? The assless variety? Yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And he had like, yeah. he looked like, he looked like whatever the guy from NXS yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, he had rope his, burns around his neck. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, right, yeah. 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 Was, <laughs> <laughs> There's no yeah. such thing as assless chaps. Exactly. All chaps are assless or else they'd be pants. <laughs> yes. God love that. It just never gets old. No. So he, uh, thanks, Chris, for setting me up on that one. <laughs> I right, really appreciate right. that tap in. That was good. I like it. Uh, but Pete came out and Pete straight up fucking earned it. Like that afternoon, he started himself Saturday morning and just never slowed down. No. And like it was, he went off roading with a scooter and he went oh, places. No, he more than off roaded. We, he broke I was it. on the K100 that yeah. didn't have brakes. The of Espen, he killed it. it. Oh, yeah. Because I went down the hill yeah. really faster than I wanted to, but yeah. somehow, because it's kind of a dirt bike, I yeah. survived. You did. 
I looked behind me that, and there was this sideways nah, sliding nah. bike. No, no. It was like, it was one of those avalanche videos from like yeah. Switzerland where they <laughs> fire a cannon at the side of a mountain <laughs> and then all the mountain comes down. That yes. was Pete. Yeah. Pete came down the mountain. There was, I, yeah. all I know is that I heard a lot of metal bending. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like the world's slowest plane crash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. With, so. Within the background. No, 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 no. Exactly. It was so bad. And, Long story short, he won Mid-Ohio, right? Yeah. So he won Mid-Ohio. So they do podcasts all the time. And I would like to preface this by an apology, right? I'm apologizing straight up. Somebody started the idea of doing top 10 lists. And I must warn you, I fucking hate top 10 lists. I cannot stand them. They, they go on. They're crushingly long and boring. And again, people who do them and don't understand, like the criteria have to be set in concrete. Like you've got to make fucking rules. Otherwise, everything goes out the window. You can't leave it up to opinion. So the Misfits did a really fun podcast and it was about the top 10 of things. And they just totally forgot the idea of the definition of the word best. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Okay, we'll forgive them. We fixed it. Let's move on with the world. Right. And then NoCo came up. Nick was like, NoCo was like, okay, well, that's great. We want Cleveland Moto to fucking pat at us too. Like, don't ignore us. Yeah. yeah. We'll make the same mistakes. Yeah. Poke the fucking bears, right? That's so they did. did. So they did. So they made a top 10 list. And so their top 10 list was of... It was the, told to me. Yes. The comment was made. Yes. That a certain Johnny Mac yeah. was too fat to ride a small bike. Again, and I've known you for a very long time. And I would say that if we could say that you're too big for anything, okay, the sidecar... Which you proved tonight you're not too big for. I well, yeah, I almost, uh, yeah, okay. You might stipulate to that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay. I don't really want to but, go back in that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, root canal or back in the sidecar? Root canal. Right. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Fucking fair. What are those torture devices, like the Victorian things where they close you in? And you, <laughs> Iron Maiden? Yeah, yeah, Iron Maiden. I don't Sidecar. You were funny because, like, you guys don't know it didn't show up on camera, but when we were setting that shot up, Johnny was like, I can't breathe. Like, he was straight up like, I don't like this. I'm freaking out. out. (laughs) Austrophobia. And it is. I know we posted some pictures of Chris in the sidecar on the buddy scooter, which was that little fiberglass Celtic scooter. And I was only worried then about the sidecar exploding around it. (laughs) Seriously, I thought we were going to keep, Chris was going to keep putting more and more of Chris into the sidecar, and eventually the fiberglass would yield. It would just be like... It'd be like a, those crescent rolls. Yeah. When you open the package, just fresh. enough popping fresh. They just open right up. I thought that's where we were going. That's what it's like when I take my, my pants new nickname. off in the evening. Popping fresh. Popping fresh. Popping fresh, Chris. That's what it's like when I take my pants off in the evening. <laughs> Stoink. But when you were getting in, this is a steel sidecar, and this sidecar is made in India. It it's made to. Oh, it's made to haul a family of seven <laughs> and like it's proper. So these Ender sidecars are like on the old Stibe design, like the old Stibe tooling. They're hard as fucking nails. And he kept feeding his body into it. And I was just like, you don't have to do it, man. You just don't have to do it. You have to do it. Everybody else did it. Oh, man. Peer pressure is a bitch. It actually has a better shape now. It's it like does. A little, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more aerodynamic. <laughs> he opened it up a little it's bit a little for the rest of us. Poofed. <laughs> well, Dan got in first, which was actually the proper sequence. Right. Because Dan got in first, 
Like Chris Franklin, he's narrow. We could have yeah. got Chris in first easy, but Dan got in first, and he gets in like you no know, deal. Smith yeah. was like a little snug in there, yeah. but I bet you now he'd just fucking be perfect. Oh yeah, he could get in there now, no problem. <laughs> now you could yeah. ring the bell in there. <laughs> John's broke that sidecar in for him. Yeah, but back to our friend Pete from Noco. <laughs> anyway, I'll write a Z fifty right up your ass, Pete. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, big guy. Yeah, and, like, and I want to see Pete show up and say that to Johnny's face. Exactly. I'm, also true. I'm going to jump on a Z fifty and run you down like a dog at mi- next Mid Ohio. We did a TV show one time. Our buddy Mark put this amazing TV show together in his in his garage, and we brought mini bikes out. So we brought mini bikes out, and John brought out his Trail Seventy with a sled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was proper Ohio deep ass snow, mm-hmm. and this was really like the snow everybody gets stuck in. Mm-hmm. Like vehicles were on the side of the road going into the podcast or into the the TV show. It was crazy. And we had a blast because it's such a good environment. We're all there. We're all in the garage. The heater's going. And we got like a comedian. We got a couple of bands. Like we really had a great- Plenty of beer. Plenty of beer, plenty of pizza. And it was one of those great things. And that was Mark McDermott, rest his soul, right? Um, But he put on a really great event for us. And that was part of what he wanted to do before he died. Hmm. And he put on this thing and we shot video and the whole deal. And what did we do? Five or six episodes of that. Yeah, Dirt's Garage. Dirt's Garage. And it was magical. But it just got to the B where it became like a fun thing to bring a mini bike. And so you showed up with your Trail 70. Yeah. And the sled. And the sled. And the backyard's not big enough for shenanigans. Mm. But John has that Trail 70 dialed with a sled. I loved riding in the the snow. In the snow. Anything in the snow. So fun. I mean, Cinch has been up my ass to get a snowmobile, so I'm I'm just working on it right now. And one of our podcast listeners in Sweden. That's what you told your wife, right? Yeah. (laughs) Cinch is making me do it. (laughs) He said, I got property. We got to get a snow machine. Yep. One of our podcast listeners sent us a video, and we'll show it to you guys later, but it's of his uh, Z50 with a ski where the front tire should be, and you should see him ripping around his property on that thing. It is unstoppable. So well done. But I think the first thing I did on my CT70 was do an endo. (laughs) I I was going to try to plow through this big pile of snow. Well, the big pile of snow was actually in a ditch. It was in a ditch. So when I hit the big pile of snow, I sunk into it, and I went, what? Right over there. The bike flipped hard, (laughs) but it's just snow, so John just ninja rolled out of it. Bumbles bounce. <laughs> so good. So brilliant. But again, so when you talk about John being a small bike, yeah, he lives there, lives for that shit. Yeah, that is not around here. We're totally used to that. When he got on the the SSR 70 mm-hmm. and we're rocking the SSR 70 around the front of the shop here, yeah. I could see the twinkle in John's eye because he's like, this thing's electric start. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a wiring harness. We can put lights on this thing. This is going to be great. Yeah. You know what's yeah. crazy about even the 70 or especially the 125? Yeah. People don't understand the torque that they make. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, the 70. So people- I totally got my brother. We were over oh, at yeah. Bruce's house. I took it over there, and I was doing some hole shots. I was like, brr, 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 brr. I did a bunch of them, and I'm like, here, here, come on, do a whole shot. Hey. I knew what was going to happen. Oh, you know what's going to happen. Sure enough, he got out of... Whiskey throttle and just did, looped it. Two, two, like, two round around and it uh, spun it right into the ground. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Nobody appreciates how powerful those SSR 125s are. Because oh. when you give them to a kid, that kid is not going to survive fourth grade. Right. Like, that's it. <laughs> you know, just write that one Even off. Even if he's on the honor roll. Exactly. Yeah. He could be in third and a half grade. He's not going to make it. Right. I'm going to tell you that the SSR 125s are freakishly powerful. They're, they're as Nuts. we like to call in the industry, retard strong. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're powerful. So anyway, our boys over at Nokomoto Podcast, uh, Swiggy and Pete, they came up with their top 10 list. And I'm just going to blast you through it real quick. Um, they, the first one they did was the best small bike. And now, caveat, mm-hmm. 
they had a rule that said it was from the 90s. Now, I actually appreciate that because I did a shit ton of motorcycle riding in the 90s. I mean, I rode to Alaska and back in the 90s. I rode to Florida and back. I rode to Texas and back. I rode to California and back in the 90s. I did a lot of riding in the 90s. Plus, I went on the Alpenstrasse tour in Germany. Um, I did a lot of riding even out of the country because I was in the military, mm-hmm. right? So they said, the, they, they did make a one rule. They were like, certain bikes don't count because they were like technically 99, yeah. We'll get into that. So they said for the small bike of the 90s, the best small bike of the 90s was the Ninja 250. Mm. Not a bad choice. Mm. Not a bad choice. The CBR 250 of the 90s was not as good as the Ninja when 250. You look at, let's talk about the Ninja 250. Yep. The Ninja 250 actually was the one who carved that niche. Yeah, they did. The Ninja 250. The baby sport bike. Was, was here 10 years before there was a CBR 250. And it was, there was here five years before there was the 90s. Yeah. So what's amazing about that is I had one of the original like 86 Ninja 250s that didn't have front fairings on it. Like all the body work was at the back. Yeah. And uh, it was red and white and fucking fantastically good driving to work at 85 miles an hour my favorite is the purple green and white yes one yeah that's that's the that's good the color uh i agree with you completely the ninja 250 is a kick-ass choice oh, i love Didn't it i have a um enclosed disc brake or what was the front no brake? that was the vfr 250 okay so the vfr 250 had the inboard disc brake right yep but so that was still it. had a weird looking the, the, yeah it, had like it was like yeah. vented it was vented drum or something certainly the ex 500 yep. then it would be yeah. like right alongside it yep. and just as long lived i mean those absolutely but I would say, if I have to say, if we have to make a criticism of the Nokomoto list, I would say that the Rebel 250, because for every one Ninja 250, they sold 17 Rebel 250s. And more people got their start riding a Rebel 250 than goddamn any other bike on the planet outside of a Honda, you know, uh, trail. I, mean, I uh, love Hondas, but I yeah. tell you what, I'd rather Honda have 90 a Ninja passport. 250 than a Rebel yeah, 250. Me too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I know the Rebel 250 is a better product than the Ninja 250. Uh, the Rebel 250, we can tell you, we work on them all the time. And the fact that we're still working on bikes that were sold in 1986 and they're still out there running and surviving with 80,000 miles on them tells you how good a Rebel 250 is. So it's a great bike. Their next thing they said was the sport bike. And their sport bike pick uh, was the Ducati 916. And on that, I got to say, fucking great job. It's a dead sexy bike. It is one of the sexiest motorcycles It is. It's iconic, ever. but is it the best? Well, again, we come into that, and you know, the Cleveland Moto Podcast well, would what, always. What, what was it doing on the racetrack during the nineties? It, it was it was, was holding it its own, well, but it? again, I don't know. No, because that was a there was a class problem. Yeah, because the Ducati yeah. only had two cylinders, and when you got in a super bike of that era, Ducati didn't have enough cylinders. They changed some rules Wouldn't around for Ducati. Kicked its ass, and that's true. So you know, in the Cleveland Moto Podcast, we usually just say best means fucking best, but I think what they're going for is a dynamic. And I do give them credit if they're going to have a category that says best sport bike, I'm going to I'm going to step away from the way we normally do it and say it is the fucking best or it isn't the best. The Ducati 916, in the 10 categories they have, you have to give the laurel to Ducati 916 somewhere. Mm. And I think that giving it sport bike, it's earned its laurel. It has, um, but at the same time, Honda, and that's 92 and 93... Mm. They yeah. came out with the CBR 900RR, right. which was a 600cc weight yep. with 900cc yep. power. Oh, yeah. Perfectly balanced bike. I mean, like you called it the Fireblade everywhere else in the world. Yeah. And honestly, a CBR 900R. R. You have a lot of experience with the I had 900RR. Yeah. You had I've not- had all the generations, 92, 95, yep. 98, all of them, several of them. And I mean, I've, I've 
broken them to the point that they wouldn't even take them at a scrapyard. Yep. And then I've also like completely like stripped it down and made it perfect. Yep. Um, easy to work on. The balance point for wheelies was like 10 feet. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like the, more I people can, learn to be stupid on that bike. I can tell you on the Ducati 916, the reason I have a strong sense of reverie or a, strong, a reverence for the 916 is that I owned one. And it had the best headlights in the history of it did. Yeah. Yep, it did. Side by side horizontal headlights are just mm-hmm. distinctive as fuck. It belongs in the Guggenheim. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And the reason I sold it, and I'm gonna tell you, I sold. I had a yellow one. And the reason I sold it is because I was like, I'm not gonna own a 916 that's yellow. I'm gonna own a red 916. Mm-hmm. And I sold it back in the day when we sold things too cheaply. <laughs> and now I regret it because I'm. I would be totally willing to live with a yellow 916. Yeah. And, but it wasn't yeah. the most comfortable bike, though. No, it did not. No, it you suffered. Cannot ride it I can't ride long. it with this body. No. No. no Sorry, speaking Chris. of yellow, aren't you looking for a yellow Honda F6B? Always looking for an F6B. Okay, we can come back to that. Stick a pin in that. I like the sound of that. So I do want to say, just a little parenthesis on the side, I do think that Cleveland Moto feels that the CBR900RR mm-hmm. is probably a better bike. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, overall, like bike. longevity. I mean, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the Ducati if yeah. you say so. Because I've never ridden the Ducati. Yeah. I've never really ridden the CBR 900. What do yeah. I really know? Just it's looking at it. a fairly comfortable bike. Yeah. But it's still fast. The CBR 900 is I know me personally, I would rather have the CBR 900. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. But it's tractable. It's usable power. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So they're exotic. The next category was exotic. We're going to rip through these. The exotic was the Bimota, the Bimota DB, which is a Ducati motor as well. Right. And here with Bimota, if it says, uh, after the word Bimota, if there's going to be two letters, and it'll be like, uh, if it has SB, then it's a, Yamaha, a Suzuki motor. S is Suzuki. If it says YB, then it's a Yamaha motor. If it says DB, then it's a Ducati motor. Because Bimota didn't build their own motors. Mm-hmm. Despite their name, they didn't build their own motors. They did all the other shit. And they did some really cool stuff. And this particular Bimota, its party piece was it had center hub steering. Mm-hmm. So Bimota B-I. Bought, bought motors? Yes. Bimota bought motors. <laughs> That's what I stood for. Yeah, so uh, it had the center hub steering, and it did get a hell of a lot of press. Now, hats off to the Misfits, because I'm finally going to say something I never thought I would say. (laughs) I know it's coming. Right? I know. I never thought I would say the words, but they finally have a category where I can say that, yes, I believe the Britain is the right bike for the best 90s exotic. Yeah. Because as much as we love our oval piston Honda NR750, and they are dead sexy, yeah. but they're very Honda. They're very like, it looks like it could be a production bike because it mm-hmm. was a production bike. Right. The Britain is batshit crazy. It has carbon fiber forks. It has everything. Yeah, right. It's awesome. There is not a straight, a-, a straight edge anywhere on the bike. It looks, you know, even if you don't appreciate modern art, you can look at the Britain and be like, that's just fucking beautiful. And the story and the romance behind the guy that built it, and everything, I think, for best 90s exotic, if you didn't say Britain, you're wrong. And because it is 90s exotic. It's best not exotic ever. It's mm-hmm. just what it is. Okay, the next category. So, no Komodo was wrong on that one. The first two, great. Okay, number four, sport touring. Sport touring, I got to say, guys, you phoned it in, you cheated. You, they saw it sport touring. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Sport touring, ST. ST. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I understand. Mm-hmm. Honda did. Honda did toss. They lofted one at you. They pitched you a softball. They said that the best sport touring bike of the 90s was the ST1100. Now, I've owned a few. Mm-hmm. Chris, how do you feel about that? No. Yeah. 
Why? What's a better sport touring bike? Uh, the 12 million that yeah. Kawasaki has, uh, <laughs> you know, their concourse. Yeah, I'm that's it. God. And that's been yeah. since 1986 to yeah. I, I I have to totally agree that in a sport touring platform, I've had R1100 RTs from the 90s. I've had STs in the 1100 and the 1300 configuration. The concourse is, it's anything you want it to be, first of all. They make every goddamn thing for it. You can make it as wide or as narrow as you want. And at the middle of it is an amazing four-cylinder 1,000cc engine that can't be topped by anybody. Now, the ST is a V4 that is magical from Honda. And it's a wonderful police bike. It's a wonderful... And I put the emphasis on the ST very, very much towards the sport because the riding position, the body position of sitting on an ST is very weight forward. So if you're going to be sport touring, which means you're going to be doing 100 miles an hour for a full tank of gas, then I will lean towards the ST or a BMW R1100 RT. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or a Moto Guzzi Norje. Perfect for that. They all do that really, really well. But for actual sport touring, which means leaving home on Monday, going to Sturgis or going to Montana or going to San Diego. Speculator, New York. Going to speculate. Yeah, right? But going a place where you're going to have boxes of shit with you, Mm -hmm. park the bike, get off the bike, get on the bike, park the bike, get off the bike, get on the bike, and just sit upright. There's no stress on your arms. There's no stress on your upper body. Concourse are fucking hard to beat. Seven-gallon tank. Yeah, yeah, you can drive it for fucking ever, too. Of all those bikes, and I've had them all, I got to say, the one that I, I think the Concourse 1000, and you know what? It's one of those bikes like the Suzuki Bandit 1200, where every moto journalist in the world who's out there writing an article about how great the new ST1300 is, ask him what he drove to the review. He drove a Concourse 1000 to the review. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what it is. And that says a lot. If you can only own one motorcycle. So I got to say... It's interesting you bring up that bandit. Well, not in this category. Not in this category. Not in this category. So, But anyway, sport touring, I do feel strongly about that. Anybody else got an idea for a good sport touring? No, I, think I personally, I'd take the ST over the yeah. Concourse yep. just because I like... I Shaft always, drive and... yeah, right. I like that bike. But, Me too. Yeah. No, there's a hell of a... And I'm not saying the ST's bad. I'm just saying in a shootout I, I between the two. I don't necessarily disagree that the yeah. Kawasaki's better. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, if we did a 3,000, if we rode from New York to San Diego but that's and we could trade off bikes, I, you know, the question is, which one would you like the best? So, yeah, it's cool. Scooter. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Scooter. So, in category, uh, sport bike category, they made, a, they made a declarative statement. They broke their own rules. They said that they wouldn't entertain the Yamaha R1. They wouldn't entertain the Yamaha R1, which is clearly better than the Ducati 916 yeah. at going around a racetrack and doing well, what a sport bike does. Because it came in at 99. Exactly. Because okay. it came in at 99. It was a 98 show bike. It was available in 99. Yeah, I think just, if it was only one year in that yeah. decade, it's probably not. And Pete agrees with you. I mean, the, yeah. Pete said the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's really hard to count it as a 90s bike. Because what we had there. always said was, the, well, uh, the best one is the last one they made. Because always. it's the most future. It's, the, it's probably the but, best But one. I yeah. think the R1, right. besides like the GSX-R750 in that era when they first came out, yep. I think the R1 was the first like 
oh my God, this is what won on Sunday, and they detuned yep. it by five horsepower, yep, exactly. and I can buy it on Monday. Absolutely. Like it was it was a game changer in yep. the fact of how much power and how fast it, it was. I felt very I was a little scared the first time I rode an R one in ninety nine. The first very the first yeah, R one I rode with the, the white. No, the R- red one with the white. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, the red yeah. and white one. So I rode the red and white one first. Because the headlights just were so fucking sexy. Oh, everything about it. And I read, I rode that bike on a demo, and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I was just terrified. There, it would give you power anywhere you wanted to give you power. And I'd ridden a lot of th- leader class sport bikes, and nothing was like that. Mm-mm. So okay. So anyway, that's the rule. Nineteen ninety nine doesn't count. So because they fired that shot, then their next choice makes no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. So their next choice was for best nineties scooter, and for that they chose the Italjet Dragster. Again, I've had a few of these and for, and I sold a few of these because at this time of my life, I was working at a shop and we were a Taljet, mm-hmm. which meant that we made a phone call to a guy in New York that agreed to send us some Italjets. Shit was sloppy in the late nineties, early two thousands. The reason we can't call the Italjet dragster, which is a very fucking cool and exotic scooter. Mm-hmm. The reason we can't call it the best scooter in 1990 is because I'm going to tell you I was a dealer and I couldn't get. I could get Italjet 50s in 99, mm-hmm. but we didn't actually start getting Italjet 180s until 2000. Hmm. So you couldn't have one. Mm-hmm. So I got I to gotta discount that. You know, it was a 98 show bike. It was a 99 model year bike. So 98, it was at the show. 99, it was available. So I got to cut that out. So then that brings us to the very difficult choice. So what the fuck is the best scooter of the 90s? This is a hard one. Yeah. Because in the 90s, and honestly, in the 80s, scooters kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean... Bajaj. I'm right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I started selling Bajaj Cheetex in 2000, right? So in 2000, I started selling Bajaj Cheetex, or 2001, too. So that rules them out. So it's like, shit. they were shit. around before then. Well, Yes. And then we got to look at like, okay, so in the 80s, we had what? We had the Elite 250. That was kind of a rocket ship. Well, I mean, you could have still, yeah, yeah, on Elite 250. But then I started going, shit. And I wish Hoffert was here because I have no choice. I have to give it to the Helix. Yeah. A Helix? A Helix. Because yeah. the Reflex wasn't out yet. Yeah. None of the sexy early 2000 bikes like the Majesty and all the other stuff, that wasn't out yet. I could pull some Euro bullshit thing and say Jalera Runner because it was technically it was out already and it was a two stroke 180 and it didn't have the bullshit front end of an Italjet that was always breaking parts. Yeah, hands down, a Helix would be the best scooter of the 90s. Isn't that isn't that weird? No, not really. Okay, they're still I mean, good that, now. I mean, I mean you the, know, the yeah. Helix is yeah. legendary. Again, so I mean, if you want a 250 scooter that'll do 80 mile an hour all day, all day long, long. <laughs> like, all he, day long, people would, tour on them yeah, like, uh, like it is the best all around and yeah. comfortable as fuck. Oh, yeah, I mean, low we, center of gravity, low center of gravity, easy to ride if you're five foot nothing, completely right? bone reliable. Yeah, I mean, optional factory Kenwood stereo. Yeah, if you could see Hoffords right now, right? It looks like it shouldn't run, yeah, it shouldn't drive, no, it shouldn't start, right? And it does all those things, it does all of them fairly well. And there's a a movie with a, who's the Aquaman actor? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Jason Momoa. Jason oh, Momoa. Oh, the new one. Oh, the so new he's one. in a movie. So he's in a movie that has. Oh, we have somebody here. Um, he's in a movie where they're they're in a post apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, doorman. They're in a post apocalyptic wasteland, 
and they're the guys who have scooters. They're like some prison in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. The people that have two-wheeled powered vehicles, they're all helixes. Oh, that's cool. That's fucking cool. And you see Jason Momoa, big ass buff dude, rocking around on the uh rocking around on the yeah. uh the scooter. Hey, looks like we got a special guest coming to the podcast. We got uh Denise, come on over. Uh looks like she brought some Christmas cheer. Hey guys. Hey Denise. So this is uh Mrs. Smith, and she brought us some beers. John, you're gonna have to share I the love mic it because I'm already start. I can't because I have to stop it and start. No, no, it. that's fine. Yeah, I have to share the mic with Denise. We'll share the mic. That's right. She can share Chris's, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that might be more appropriate. Right. I mean, yeah. right. I would love to share yeah, it more. with you. So, Denise is here. Hey, Denise. Hey, guys. Here's your hat. Yeah, you can have an elf hat if you'd like a elf hat. Yep. Christmas cheer. So, all of our podcast listeners and stuff will know that in Cleveland, we drink Great Lakes Christmas Fail. Because <laughs> in Christmas Fail, you end up in Christmas Jail. Yep. Oh, you got the Holly Jolly, too. Ooh. That's also fantastic. The Holly Jolly is more in line with the original recipe, right? I think the, so. Yeah. Do you what do you think about I that? if I grab one of those Christmas ales? Yeah, probably. Probably, right? Because um, first one. I'm you know, to... the head brewer from Fatheads mm-hmm. used to be an assistant brewer at exactly. Great Lakes. Right. So I think the Fatheads one The Fatheads one is more like the way I remember Christmas ale from the first run. Mm-hmm. It's It's got a little more body to it. It's got a little more better flavor profile but the thing you got to remember about christmas ale is it'll bite you oh yeah yeah my yeah, wife yeah. the yeah. night i proposed to her was december 23rd 2010 oh yeah and we went to prosperity social club and she had four christmas ales <gasps> and then oh. uh she passed out and yeah. tried to kill me well, yeah. that's at least two or three too many yeah, yeah. that's 30 percent alcohol by volume by wife <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it. So she's 100 pounds so that kicked her ass pretty that hard. kicked 100 percent of her ass yeah. yeah that's not that's not the way to do it so on a technicality, I guess we're going to have to say that the Italjet Dragster was not the best scooter of no. the mm-hmm. 90s. It, in fact, was the Honda Helix. Yeah. And if somebody wants to go against that, yeah. I want data to show why oh, exactly. it's not. Because, right. I yeah. mean, that's serious. And yeah. as much as I hate doing you it, You do a cannonball run right now. Right. I know, I know. And you'll yeah. prove it. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and like Craig Vetter with the aerodynamics testing and everything can prove to you that a Honda Helix 250 is just the best bike in the world. Right. Period. It's, not, it's it, fantastic. It's not the coolest. Well, it's I, not the coolest. I see where you're coming from with the tail. In today's, factor. now here's the thing, is in today's money, it's a good sign <laughs> of being in the Geritol for lunch bunch. At the right? drag strip, if you yeah. were going to have a you right. know a pit bike, you'd probably yeah. want the dragster, of course. Yeah, yeah sure. but you know what? On the drag strip, I got to say, the, the Helix is going to beat the dragster. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I sent the one that you always see at yeah. the drag strip, which yeah. is the EZ90. The EZ90, yeah. yeah. That's the best. That is the permanent bike. But that's in the right. 80s, though. Isn't it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's a tough one to get. Okay, we're going to blow through the rest of these real fast. Um, Pete and Swiggy, they decided that the best ADV bike... Now, remember, in the 90s, ADV didn't exist. Not really. It was just called going places. Well, it was also... It was just super underground. The people traveling yeah. around the world, yeah. they were doing it because they wanted to do it. Exactly. They weren't trying to get a TV show or Oh, they weren't trying to see how much star, how many Starbucks gift cards they could fit in right, the panniers, right. right? There was a couple that did around the world on a CX-500. Yeah. I, a modified CX-500. Modified CX. It was yep. really cool. There's and a dude doing that on the C90. Still, a posty bike. Yeah, he's a British guy that yeah. accidentally found himself in Australia and had to go home. Yeah. And that's great. It's a yeah. great... His great YouTube channel, great... He's taking it apart. He's and, loving and it. Put it in bags. And Just love that because it was free luggage, yeah, but free no luggage. motorcycles. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Great story. So they chose the R1150 GS, and here's my my thing. 
First of all, it's just that the R1150GS actually didn't come out until 99, so it falls under the R1 rule. Yeah. And they mentioned the long way around and, and everything else, which, long way down. Which was only just proved the failure of that bike. And to me, too, yeah. As soon as they got in the shit, they were fucked. They were fucked. Yep. The bikes broke every way a motorcycle And the best part was Sergio, their camera guy, had that Russian piece he got a, of he shit. He got in a Kalashnikov. Yeah, and it was fucking doing way better. Yeah, like an AK350, <laughs> and he was like, I'm carrying all the cameras. Yeah. I'm going ahead of you and shooting all the video, making you guys look like heroes. The bike weighed 200 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's having a coffee, yeah. and they're like welding their frame together with truck batteries. Yeah. Killing the ABS. Killing, like, right, exactly. Murder in the ABS systems. Yeah. And so to them, I would like to make two suggestions. The first suggestion I would make is that the bike you actually mean the PD. is the R1100GS. Mm -hmm. The bike you mean is the R1100GS. That's the correct bikes for the year. Mm -hmm. for the 1995-ish, middle of the 90s kind of thing, because the, the 1150 didn't show up until the very, very end of the decade. Now, I should know this. Go ahead. But did the, the 1000 have the square headlight? It was the We're ugliest talk about this. fucking pig okay. ever. We're right? going to talk about yeah. this. So the R1100 GS, mm -hmm. when that came out, that was the first of the Schnabel bikes. Mm -hmm. It was the first of the bikes that BMW said, oh, well, we're going to make an oil head bike that actually can do some off-road shit. Mm -hmm. Because I would argue technically that the holdover from the 80s, which would be what? The PD. The R100, Perry Dakar. Yeah. I mean, that's the first original like adventure bike. It has the words Perry Dakar on the side of it, right. for fuck's sake. I mean, like, it's kind of built for that. Right. And I've got plenty of friends that have ridden those around the world, and they won't die, and they're air-cooled and airhead and simple, I mean, simple, they made simple. Business. They had fucking metal around the headlight. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was ready to go through brush and anything else you wanted to do. But it's still wrong. Well, yeah. It's still wrong. Okay. Because as a guy who when i was in alaska after riding to alaska on an interceptor <laughs> don't ever do that back when the roads were gravel back right. when it was before it was chip tar and everything else there was a big section of the alcan highway that was still honest to god gravel mm -hmm. and i rode that on a 1987 honda vfr an interceptor blue well it used to be blue mm. the gravel and the rocks and the bugs changed its color the whole way up there and i can Raw tell plastic. you that i hated every minute of that ride but when I got to Alaska, I bought a bike. Yeah, I got rid of that one. I bought a bike. And I can tell you from being in Alaska and seeing what all the other bikes were mm -hmm. that were up there, I bought a KLR650. As you do. Because the KLR650 is straight up, hand to God, the best adventure touring bike, adventure bike there is. Now, DR650 is somewhat interchangeable with the KLR650, but when it comes to parts availability, there's a, a wonderful couple that rode a pair of KLR650s around the planet a couple of times, mm -hmm. and a husband and wife team, and they actually turned the KLRs into a paddle boat at one point. <laughs> so every kind of failure they could have, they got through the night because it was a KLR650. Um, I myself bought a KLR650. I was not a KLR50 supporter until I got to Alaska. And then when I got to Alaska, I became a KLR650. And you know, I've been a KLR650 supporter ever since. And my DR650 is parked right over there. Yeah. Do bikes like the Transalp or the Africa Twin throw a wrench in any of this? They do. Because those are pretty fantastic. And remember, there was a Super Tenere too. Yeah. So remember, the Super Tenere didn't exist in our market, but the Tenere existed in the mm. European market. But I just was kind of saying that... Transalp? It was a pretty sweet bike. It was a sweet bike, it but it wasn't what I saw in Alaska. Yeah. I didn't see any Trans Alps in Alaska. I would only saw... Have, well, would you rather have a Trans Alp or a BMW if you had to ride from here to Alaska? Honestly, the Trans Alp. The KLR650 worked great. 
I'm just saying, like, I don't think a Transalp would have made my life any better than the KLR650 was. Okay. I think they're the same thing. It's just the Transalp was kind of weird for parts even when they if were new. If you were going to ride through the Alps, what would you want? Well, I'd have, have to have a Transalp. <laughs> Come on, man. Its name's printed on the side. I was giving you that one. Right. I mean, yeah. But so anyway, I got to go with the KLR650. Sorry, guys. Speed Wars, best top speed bike. They said you can't count the Hayabusa because the Hayabusa was too new. Hayabusa launched out in 99. So Hayabusa they, doesn't count. What they choose? The Blackbird? They chose the Blackbird. I'm not going to argue with that. Again, I'm not going to fucking argue with that. It's a great choice. It's a perfect 90s bike. It's got obscene power. Great it's, advertising campaign. Remember, yep. it was just black and oh, black with the so axes coming off. beautiful. And, yeah. and you know what? Faster than shit. Um, good out. Damn. That's that That's that fat heads. That sounded good. That sounded good. So I would argue only just for fun, I would mention the the ZX 1100R. Yeah. Because it was just as fast as the Blackbird. It was just, there were more of them around. You could get one easier. Anyway, best dirt bike. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, this is... Shit, this is a hard one because they picked the XR400, which I love. I love bike. the XR400. I love that motor. Um, but, but as we discussed before, I think Honda's, I think that XR400 motor is one of the best motors ever built. But when you say dirt bike, yeah. you have to know, are you talking track, woods, trail? Yeah, they didn't make the thing tight enough. Yeah, I know. They didn't like make it did, tight enough. Because so many people argue like the two-stroke 250s, right. you can't beat them. Well, there was only one bike that ever beat the XR400. Well, then like yeah. things like the the Yamaha WR450 came yep. in at the end of the that decade. Was, so I can't might, count that because it's a 99. push it out. Yeah, yeah, I've had to push it out. The Yamaha... Yeah, the Suzuki RM250 is another one. But I, you know, crazy in powerful. my neck of the woods, uh, you know, my brother had yeah. the XL, but that's going to be 80s. I don't think that's it's 90s. too early. The XL, so his, his XL350R, yeah. crazy good, crazy good. And that was an 80s bike. The KX250 Kawasaki two stroke, yeah, that's that a was bike. a bad boy, water cooled, upside down suspension, like 38 pounds or something. Crazy lightweight, light, yeah, very, well, very good. What about all the 500cc two stroke? Well, the XC500. So think about KX that. KX500, CR500. Oh, my God, yeah. Ooh. They were so fierce. Yeah. But you know what? Too yeah. fierce. Too fierce. They get yeah. pushed out. I, and I, that's I'd one of the reasons, rather, I would rather ride an XR400. I was thinking about saying the KX500, but the KX500 was a rowdy bike. Like People yeah. didn't like riding it, so it was a rowdy machine. So I got to say, XR400, you guys are on the money. Yeah. yeah. XL500s and XR500s are 80s. That's They're that's 80s, and even if you did say an XR650, something like that, like an L, it's just not good. Too big. It's too big. It's not great for a dirt bike. It's but just still, too much. But like you still yeah. need to define yeah. because like the XR four hundred taking it to tight trails not fun. Eh, no, I no no. It's it's the it's right fun. bike. It's the right bike. Yeah, it's not the compared right to like a two fifty two stroke where uh, you just tractor uh, away and you can rip through little things. No, I would I would a hand YZ two fifty. I would hand to God CR two fifty. Yeah, I would hand to God take a the CR two fifty was like dynamite. Like, it was way too volatile. Nah, but you can tractor them, man. Okay. Second gear, right. it'll, it'll tractor through. Tra I mean, like, there's a reason that trail bikes yep. are mostly two-strokes and it. lightweight. And no, 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 you got some points. No, you got some points. Let's yeah. do this. Right. I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah. I think yeah. the CRs are great. Pete, you guys get an XR yeah. 400. An XR 400. Well, I'll, Honestly, I'm not going to ride a CR 500. I value my fucking right. life, no, man. I'll concede yeah. that that was a good choice yeah. if there's really no choice. if there's no defining a what. If it's right. just general dirt bike. Yeah. The five, okay. No, the 500 two-strokes are off the charts. Oh, God, so they're, they're terrible. off the list. Yeah. But the 250 two-strokes. 
Yeah. But even the 125s, a YZ125. Yeah, because now you're talking 190 pounds or something. It's like a bicycle with a fucking motor. Except for the fact that you've got to love rebuilding the top end. Yeah. Whereas the XR400, you may never have to rebuild the top end. Well, well, they're not talking about mechanics. I know. No, they're just, I mean, I get it. So, well, we're talking about the best. Their their choice is fucking valid. It is. Their choice is valid. I'll give you that. It's valid. If I had to have my choice, if somebody said KX250, which is one of my favorites, and I had to rode them, they're, they're, God, they're fucking so good. They will make you a jumper if you're not a jumper. Right. And they're and, green. And they're green, yeah. which doesn't hurt. No. But dirt bikes look good in green. Right. But the XR400, like that was a fresh launch for Honda in the 90s. And it was so good compared to, like, quality-wise, it was rugged. It was it's durable. A Honda, yeah. I mean, you couldn't kill it. No. And that meant that you could enjoy it more yeah. because it was reliable. I mean, I'm never yeah. going to argue too much with a Honda. I yeah. love Honda. They're, they're great bikes. Yeah. Okay, Cruiser. They said... They love movies. They listened. They made so mo- so many movie references. So they talked about Terminator, and so they said the Fat Boy, the Harley Davidson Fat Boy, is a '90s icon, the best cruiser of the '90s. And again, okay, I'll take any year. Yeah, any year of. I don't know why I can't think of it now. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I, I might help King, you. I, I might help you out with this. Road yeah, because I, I would always, always go for Road King, Road King too. Road King. It's a bigger bike. It feels better on the freeway. Road King. If you're going to go... And if, I think that the Cruiser should be a Harley. Yep. And if you're going to throw... Although there's right. lots of Japanese bikes that are fantastic. Well, because what came out in the 90s? But they're all copies of the Harley. No, no, no. They're not no. the Harley. What came out in the 90s that deserves honorable mention is the Valkyrie. And the Valkyrie okay. right. would knock any Harley's dick in the dirt yeah. in any type of competition you wanted, whether it's power, speed, top end, touring, whatever you want to do. The Valkyrie was magic to ride. And they mm-hmm. are magic to ride. They're mm-hmm. amazing. They have the motor that comes out of a Goldwing. It'll last for 200,000 miles. Mm -hmm. It'll hold 100 miles an hour across the goddamn country, and it looks like a cruiser. Mm -hmm. So it's a Goldwing cruiser. And so I think that the Valkyrie is better. Now, now, that stupid Harley Softail, which that's what it is. It's a Softail. Everything that Harley did in the mid-90s was some permutation of a Softail if it wasn't a big twin like an FLH. So they were all soft tails. If I had to pick a soft tail, I wouldn't pick the fat boy Mm-mm. because the fat boy to me, if your definition of the nineties is uncle Timmy got out of jail for the third time <laughs> and he's still financing his new tattoo, <laughs> then yeah, the fat boy's going to do it. But there was the Springer soft tail, yeah. which had infinitely more fucking character. Mm-hmm. And they did make it in a, they mentioned the Moog lights. They were talking about the Moog light, which is the heritage so that's the Heritage Softail done with actual moo cow upholstery, like real cow fur on the seats, untanned, like just actual cow hair on the seats. And every seat and every saddlebag and every batch seat was different because they were all from different cows, right? right? So there were no two that were alike. Road King's perfect. You got a Road King is perfect. I you agree. Got some saddlebags. I own a Road King. It's enough for a nice little weekend away. I, I own a 2014 like, Road King, and I wouldn't have a problem owning a it's 1998. Not an ultra, Road King. It's not like a yep. land yacht. It's yep. still not. Uh, Road King's a great bike. I love the look of a Road King. Yep. A Me black too. Road King. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Take it just the way I got it. So if you want to go soft tail, I say go Springer soft tail. You know, not not fat boy. Then the last one, the last one, guys, Road is King. A, Road King. I get it. You're not wrong. Right. If if I had to say, if we had to pick one, I would either go with Road King or Valkyrie. Say it again, Jeff. Road King. Road King. Yeah. All right, and then last one. last one, just to kill this thing. I don't know what happened, but the NoCo boys have it completely. They watch too much GP racing. Mm-hmm. They are not aware that 
for a guys that ride scooters and watch GP racing, mm-hmm. they are completely unaware of a whole segment of the motorcycle industry called standard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got this wrong. They Sorry, got this guys. wrong this as is, wrong as ever been gotten. It's it's like it's like what's the best golfer and you pick LeBron James. Exactly. Like it just didn't work, <laughs> man. <laughs> so their best standard. Oh, I hate me. It, it irks me to say it because somebody's gonna be able to soundbite me saying best standard Monster Nine Hundred. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, not a standard. It's not a standard. It's just a naked sport bike. It's a naked. Yeah, it's a naked sport bike, and it's what if it is. you'd have said. And if, this brings us around to something you mentioned earlier. Exactly. The Suzuki Bandit. Exactly, because everything that the monster did great, the monster rescued the fucking company. Ducati was like, I'm going down as. Italian motorcycle companies but should do. The Bandit, right. to your thing, that's still a, a naked bike. sport bike. It's still a naked sport it's bike. It's not a standard bike. Yeah. A standard bike is a fucking Triumph. Exactly. A Bonneville, right. a Thunderbird. Yeah. No, this is a great argument. because What do you call like a, a 919? That's a naked sport bike. It's not a standard. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. definitely not a standard. Right. Yeah. A 919 is definitely not a standard. I see right. what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. a sport bike. But... But again, I would have to say, instead of the Monster 900, mm-hmm. just like I would not say that a speed triple right. is a standard. No. Which just wouldn't do it. Nope. Right? So a speed triple is a naked sport bike. You know, these are things that if you put, they all look well, like- not the speed triple, but what was the other one? The, that's what we're going to get to. Well, here's the thing. I'm, so I'm the with 90s, you, John. John, I'm right there, baby. The 90s were a really we hard share time a brain. for standards because yeah. they you came out of the 80s where there yeah. were a lot of standards and people were sick of them. Sick of them. So yeah. ev- all the motorcycle companies were like, fuck standards. Can you remember all the Honda Nighthawk 650s? All yeah. the versions of a Honda 750 Nighthawk? Yeah. So many standards that were kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of a sport bike because people were kind of tasting the water of sport bikes. Mm-hmm. Well, it just diluted all the standards. The only company that was doing a standard right mm. in the 90s, and as much as I shit on them all the other times, was Triumph. Yeah. The Thunderbird 900 was a magnificent... And that came out in 98. No, it came out in 95. 95. You're right, you're right, right. 95. 95. Right. So it fits the bill. So it's Slam right in the middle. In the middle of the decade. Right in yep. the middle of the decade. Yep. Yep. And you know what a Triumph Thunderbird 900 did? Everything. Yeah. And you know what's wrong with a 900 triple? Nothing. I have one. I love it. It's a great motorcycle. Yeah. And if you caught it right at the end of the nine and the nineties, you got an extra sixth gear. Yeah. Well, or no, like, 2001. I right. got my 2001. Yeah. And it has well, six. Well, but I had a Thunderbird Sport. Well, that has six. And my Thunderbird Sport was a 98. Yeah. And that had six speeds. And I can tell you, hand to God, that's a standard motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Whether you want to say because it had curvy handlebars, it was a standard motorcycle. It had a triple clamp on the top. It's a standard motorcycle. It definitely had some chrome on it. it had three goddamn exhaust pipes. Like it might have had a seat, Kyle, but you could put the flat bar seat on it with the two bolts, and you were done. My seat, Kyle, was just a piece of plastic. You could break off, or right. I mean, well, they all broke off anyway. But right. you could break it off, take it off, and put a passenger on the back because it was padded. Right. Like there was nothing. The fact that you could put like a bikini fairing on it and uh, a seat cover on the back made of plastic. Well, by that logic, then every Honda ever has been a sport bike. Right. right? Well, I mean, right. FA races are just standards with bikini Exactly. Right. So what that's do you call the, the big one. What do you call the big one? Oh, that's a good example. That's, that's a, a great standard thousand bike. CC standard. Thousand CC standard. Thousand CC standard. I agree. Ninety five. Nobody knows about it. No. It's like we're they doing make them we're literally saying that right now and one person in our entire, you know, six thousand people that download our podcast, one person's going, you know, you're right. John said the big one. He's right. Because the big one is 
That is a thousand cc fierce. That's a fierce motorcycle. Can't buy tires for it. They decided that 17 inch wheels looked dumb on the big one because the big one was a regular motorcycle that they overinflated. So they put 18 inch wheels on it and you can't buy tires for it. It's just a really hard bike to own. So that was it. You guys, that was our teardown of the top 10 bikes. Now, please, 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 baby Jesus and Santa in heaven, please make sure that we never have to do another top 10 list ever again. Well, if we do, yeah, though, it'll be next the- week. I'll put up another one. No, no, no. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is the top 10 lists of the worst top 10 list. Other motorcycle also podcasts. True. I'd done. like to say we're going to have a new rule that says nothing higher than a top three list. Yeah, right. Top three lists are good. So top three lists I'm good with. But you but know I what? I like that they didn't do a top 10 list. They did the best of. They did the best yeah, of the 90s. Fine. Happened to be 10. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Chris, you're looking like you want to read something. So on the first Christmas morning, three wise men walked into the manger. The first one stepped in the donkey shit, looks at his shoe and exclaims, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mary looks at Joseph and says, that's a better name than Phil. i'll take that i'll take that okay podcast listeners reach behind you listeners listeners all right i'm sorry podcast attendees again we've been drinking liquor right so reach behind you you should have a bag behind you yep oh my god all right it's heavy it's heavier than fuck all right so (laughs) go ahead dan go ahead and rip through the bag and just call it out when you see it it's not gonna be formal okay Okay, uh, Showa Atlas. We have rubberized thermal gloves. Now, those are for working on your motorcycle in the cold or snow blow in the driveway or that you kind of to, shit. Like, slowly, like, suit up. Yep. This is like a thing. Here's now you're going to put it all on. That's and it. here's some tools. <laughs> so if you, and then here's a bike you're going nice. to put together. If you snow blower or you deal with greasy shit when it's cold outside, the Showa Atlas is the industry uh, standard. Yeah. We have some of these at yeah. work, and they are fantastic. They are the industry standard for keeping your grip on ice cold shit. So let me show you yeah. why these are so awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You see that and that yeah. and that and that? Yeah. That's because I have a wood burning stove oh, and I go grab the wood yeah, and yeah. I keep fucking my hands yeah. up. So now these yeah. are my. Yeah. The show Atlas, I got. I buy them by the 24 pack. They are awesome. And that's what I swear by. So when there I'm you out go. there in the morning yeah. hosing all the poop out of the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> this is my glove of choice. They're wonderful gloves, man. I love them. So go grab something else. Sleepy, what you got there? Uh, a wife adjuster. You got a wife Ooh. adjuster. Everyone got a wife <laughs> adjuster. Everyone got. Yeah. So you got a you got a white head and you got a black head for all your marring or non-marring. Oh, wait a second. Kropke's trying to make four. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's the sound of quality. <laughs> Chris, we need more microphones. All right. And then, so what else we got in there? I got some sweet and spicy beef, beef jerky. jerky. Everybody got beef jerky, right? Or some people got beef jerky. So you can go through Whoa. that. What else you get? Uh, a woodpecker. So you get a woodpecker, exactly. That's so called a cat's paw. That's called a cat's yeah. paw, exactly. A oh, cat's a nail paw. puller. Why cat's paws are important, and you should have a cat's paw in your glove box or your, or your toolbox, oh, is it's not just for pulling nails out. Nuh-uh. It's for prying shit. So don't use your good screwdriver to pry shit. Use the cat's paw. So if you got a cat's paw, that thing, and, and it develops tremendous torque. So if you do want to use the cat's paw part of it, it will pull out nails, bolts, and screws. And you can take really this and good. put it there and whack it with a hammer and exactly. dig them out. Dig them out. So mm. cat's paw is real good. If you're doing you got any a demo paw. work, you want, a yep. set of, you know, want a good cat's paw. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody grab something else out of their bag. Oh, these are all great. You all can right. never go wrong so with So we got these. a couple of magnetic trays. Very, yes, very sir. good. Very good. What all right. In heavens to Betsy. Okay, so this. John now got into the specialized gifts part of it. So John got a specialized gift. He got what is called... The Boozy Bears. Yeah, that's Boozy Bears. So you take an, a little dropper, yep. you take your favorite cherry martini mix, yep. 
and you drop the droppers into the bare ice cube tray, I'm yep. assuming. That's what they are. You freeze it up, and then the next time you make a martini. No, no. Those are gummy bears, buddy. Oh. Those are all gummy bears. So what put that is, in your pocket for later. is the various different powders in there are jello mixes, oh. and you put liquor in instead of water, oh, so and like- you use the eyedropper, and you'll make actual real drunk gummy bears. Oh. I thought you'd like that. Edibles. Edibles. Guaranteed to break exactly. the ice at You're parties. Edibles. Santa's edible. All right. Kids. Who got a flashlight? It says for four for ages four and up. So we got bright as fuck flashlights for everybody. So everybody's got bright as fuck. You got to pull the little thing off the back in case if it doesn't light up. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're brighter than frig. And they're magnetic and stuff. So anyway, but yeah, so those are, oh yeah, Christmas wrappings, baby. Anyone else got anything else? Okay, so some people got short cables. The short cables are for holding your motorcycle helmet to your motorcycle. I've always had a short cable. <laughs> <laughs> so when you drive a motorcycle and the little helmet holder helmet lock thing is too tiny, you just use one of those and you can put your put that through the sleeves of your jacket and you can hold your jacket and your helmet on your motorcycle and now you can walk oh, away from your motorcycle and be cool. Yep. This is cool. Right. This looks like a so nice you guys get kit. to the white box yet? Yeah. yeah. All right. Get this to the white box. Cool. So get to the white box. The it's white a box. Family you get a essential tool set. It is literally an essential tool set. So the nail guide is a pair of pliers. What's made out of plastic. So when you're nailing something to the wall or screwing something to the wall, you don't fuck your fingers up. Yeah. You never need to dummy your thumb. Exactly. Yep. And then there's some other fun stuff in there. There's yeah. a flashlight. There's an extending. So Mag- pull the pull the head off the pickup. flashlight, and then you can twist the head to it. Does rotationals. And then there's a magnet built into it. Oh, no, just kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mrs. Smith is here. Don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Twisting twist the, in the head. head. Just cup the balls and twist the shaft. Okay. Yep. So that's that. And then you got a retriever. One of the blue things is a parts yeah. retriever, Very and that nice. also has an LED light built a into nut it. Retriever. A nut retriever. <laughs> and that's also called the the magnetic. getting all the shit that your daughters and stuff drop down the drain. Absolutely. Yeah, if you, if your wife has long hair and chokes up the the plumbing, that'll work that too. Those are all magnetic. Yeah. Those bad boys are all magnetic. And the last thing is a cervical inspection mirror. <laughs> yep. Sleepy didn't get Sleepy didn't get beef jerky, but he got a Boba Fett instead. I'll take the mug, man. I'm a coffee <laughs> guy. That's better for yep. me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. You're so welcome. Awesome. Yep. Yep. And I think that might be it. I think you guys may have gotten to the bottom of the gift boxes. Well, and I got you guys something. So you guys little boxes in front of you. Yeah. So gotta crack those crack open. These there. bad boys open. Yep. See what that is. I think I think some of you guys might appreciate this. I don't know. And uh, some of the guys got Cleveland Moto jackets. They're not wearing them right now, but we got some Cleveland Moto jackets. We're using our yes, Patreon sir. money, man. If you guys want to be Patreons and you want to know where your money goes. Uh, a small thanks to open, Phil, open but it. a big thanks to the Get Patreon open. listeners out there. That's right. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, a big thanks to Phil. Thank you. All I did was go pick it up, man. All I did was go buy it. Don't look at it. Just open are, it. Are you sure Merritt didn't have anything to do with no, this? No, Merritt had nothing to do with oh, okay. it. Yeah. I would not call her in for a job of this importance. So Dan always has these high, potent, awesome, like super tasting alcohols. Yeah, right. And you want to cool them down, right? Yeah, and we, we were using the ice cubes out of the world's worst right. fucking refrigerator. So you, don't, you, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to water that shit down right, unless you right. you know maybe you want to add the proper amount of water okay but you want it. some cold right right, right. You got it so yeah. i thought these were kind of appropriate for this group it's heavy it's heavy whatever it is it's fucking heavy are these ben balls? oh no speed mine feels loader. like mine feels like a speed loader it's a speed loader those are you put those in the freezer oh and man. you get them all cold cold and then you can put some bullets in your uh your whiskey and it oh, cools it man. down without yeah. uh, without uh these are like tokarovs these are like big tokarov bullets yeah yeah that's badass so that way your, your booze is cold and it doesn't water down i love that yeah. oh that's badass those are literally those literally look just like 
you know, neck down center fire cartridges. Yeah. Bad ass. Don't get pulled over with them. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Put those in your luggage. Yeah. yeah. Set the whole thing in the freezer, huh? Yeah, you, you set the whole thing in the freezer. Wow. Uh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, yeah. I, but I think they just passed the no concealed carry in Ohio. I have no idea what that means. That means you don't need to have a license. Oh, anymore. it's just, it's Second Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it means you don't need to have a concealed carry card. Really? Wow. Well, okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. What if you have uh, one, though? Do you get some bonus points you get bonus or something? Points <laughs> you get a CCW license. If you can hold up your CCW card, yeah. they're like, you get a free pass. Yeah, right. All yeah. these guys are like, but that's how I was making all my money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to take the wind right out of that shit. And then, um, let me see. I think that's it. Anybody got anything else in their bags? I think we're all pretty good. So, um, Denise didn't get a bag. Now, but she does... You've got a. I'll share. Okay, you'll share. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right. Denise, did you got? Did you bring anything? Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I did. You did. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What you? Oh, oh. I only brought one. Oh, that's okay. Honestly, we're not we're not jealous types around here. We're cool. We like we like. It's for Chris Smith. If you were looking on Facebook, several people were saying it was the Chris. It's the Chris Smith podcast. <laughs> it is the Chris Smith episode. <laughs> so, I got you that bike. What? what? Welcome to a Benelli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the Benelli, the Benelli right Give in front of our podcast table <laughs> is Christmas Benelli. Yeah. That's your bike, dude. Oh, it's, we're riding, buddy. We, we, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Now go ride your, your bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's your bike, dude. We're drinking with cheer as you sit with us here. Yeah, dude. Crack open another beer yeah. and let's yeah. do burnouts. That's somebody it. loves somebody Mr. loves Smith. Mr. Smith. Wow, uh-huh. they got a Benelli oh, baby, dude. <laughs> dude. We're Benelli buddies. Mm-hmm. She's a keeper. You're yeah. Benelli brothers. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. it's like Eskimo wow. brothers, but it not really. like Eskimo <laughs> brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah, it prepped yet? Oh, she measured it and everything. It's all prepped. Can we do burnouts? <laughs> right now. Let's go. <laughs> so that is... You got to ride it home tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, she didn't pay for winter stories. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Congratulations, Congratulations dude. Cheers. I'm shocked. Thank you got a baby, yeah. baby. Here's the, here's, the, here's the Mrs. Smith. Yeah, wow. Mrs. Smith. Thanks, Absolutely thank nailing you, thank it. You. So yeah. wait, hold on. We got to hear from Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith, what did this man do to deserve such a wonderful present? Nothing. I, I, Absolutely nothing. I don't think we have enough bikes in that garage. <laughs> 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 Phil needs a bigger warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello to Ty and Tristan. Hi, Ty. Hi, Tristan. And hi, Dave Wood from New York City. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we were we were very excited when Denise came in and, and hatched this idea. So that's why we did all this well, tonight. Jump on it. Take it for a yeah. spin. I'll push you around the shop. Well, we got to unwire all the Christmas lights first. <laughs> yeah, right. especially the Make live the wires. Especially the live wires that are literally hooking it up. Thank you, Phil. Oh, it was my pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely love to do it. Right. We wanted we wanted to make it as fun as possible. And so. and Chris, don't worry. The thirty percent premium for the, the quick turnaround here. Yeah, just don't worry fine. about that. We'll hide that in the financing, I'm <laughs> sure. Wait yeah. to tell Diane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you bring the payment book for him? No, the funny thing was watching Diane sneak in here several times without you. 
So Denise. Denise, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith, right? Yeah. Watching her sneak in several times without you was hilarious. Like the the whole idea was like it had to be orchestrated. I know, dude. <laughs> Believe me, when this all started, you were here. When when you said, you just didn't know what was happening. Phil, when you said Diane, he got mad. Oh, he was upset. like, "Wait, my my wife came I in a bike coming the motorcycle." <laughs> Again, I've been drinking all night. Sorry, folks. But yeah, like the fact that this all started when you were standing six feet away. How dumb am I? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not too dumb. You got a free motorcycle from your wife. There were today. In fact, today we had done some planning. Fantastic about like, taste in women. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We were doing planning today. Like James and Renee had worked on these elaborate schemes to like hide it and put it in a box and all these other things and roll it in and all this other crap. And Denise was like, "We don't need any of that." There's he does not see this coming. He does not see this coming. Well, and at it all. doesn't hurt that we always have bikes in front that's of the I table. Told, that's yeah. what I told Renee and James. I was like, "We always have bikes in front of the table." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was Phil's genius. Yeah. 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 And then I made Renee and James find lights and then we had to make the lights work. So we had to cut all the ends off and just like literally <laughs> yeah. Jimmy rig them. It was so terrible. So of course, after I was done with the moto stories, yeah. I got up and I started walking around. I thought, oh, fuck. Phil sold that white one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of walking around. It wasn't until he walked back over here. I said, oh. All right, still got it. Still good. good. That's good enough. That's good to know. But I like like how you knew that he was thinking about it because you had called me a couple weeks ago and asked me what I thought of mine. And I said, I love the fucking thing. I told you, you have to modify to see a little bit. Besides that, it's a great bike. It's so funny. And then he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about one. I kind of like them, man. Yeah, and you would have thought about it for a year and a half. Oh, paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's always better. You know me too well. It's always better when somebody kicks you off the ledge. Plus, yeah. you know what? Now, like you have a bike that we can't make fun of you with the name. It's right. just a yeah. TNT it's 135. <laughs> There's no body part that goes with it. so <laughs> You'll figure something out. Yeah, I'm sure. It's Isn't that the Ballast 135? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean the phallus? No, the ballus. He's he's riding the white pony. It is <laughs> if you're gonna the ride, cotton canoe. <laughs> ride a white horse, man. Ride a white horse. Oh man. If you wanna ride, ride a white horse. Ride a white horse. Dude, that was fucking fun. Yeah. So thank your wife. Your wife is fantastic. Yeah. She does great. And of course I'm wondering, she's texting me, she's gonna come up to the podcast. I'm like, well, all right, you know what? What the fuck's this all about? Well, we were scared you were going to go to another Christmas party, so I had to ask you to bring charcuterie. Yeah. yeah. That was all a trap, too. <laughs> Look at his face. That, that was all a trap. Here I am, getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was all a trap. <laughs> like, <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Every... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we heard it was Wednesday. Right, so we were going to do the podcast originally on Wednesday, because I got to go out of town. But we moved it to Thursday because you got another party. Mm. So we moved it over to Thursday. We wanted to make sure you were here for this. And then we were like, okay, well, we can't have him decide to bow out of the podcast. So we got to ask him to bring charcuterie. And of course, I'm sitting at home, you know, playing out all the charcuterie. think it's going to be great. Oh, we love that too. Oh, look, we're not completely, we're not completely altruistic. It's just a Christmas miracle. We do it all the time. So a 17-year-old male walks into a drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I've been invited to a Christmas dinner at my girl, new girlfriend's house. Oh, pressure. I hope there's a chance that I get lucky, if you know what I mean. The clerk says, how about condoms then? They come in handy. Here's a pack. The young man pays and walks out the door, stops and smiles and turn, comes back and says, you know, 
The mama's also smoking hot. I think I'll take another pack just in case I get extra lucky. Christmas Eve comes around. The boy sits at dinner table and doesn't say a word. After a while, the girlfriend says, had I known you were going to be so quiet, I wouldn't have invited you. The young man replies, if you had told me your dad works in the drugstore, I wouldn't have come. Oh, man. That's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> So, uh, you guys, if you are Patreon members, I just want to remind everybody, um, Renee will be sending you or has sent you an email asking you about your shirt size and whether you want a coffee mug or a pint mug or a pint glass, because we do a box for you guys. So, you guys are Patreon members. You come into the 10 or $20 level. We want to make sure you get your gifts. And uh, so, keep your eyes on your email if you are a Patreon subscriber, because there'll be an email from Renee asking you, um, you know, you guys got here today. Renee was packing Patreon yep. gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be, once you're a Patreon, I think we wait, I think it's like maybe four months or six months into Patreon that you get your big, your party box. Mm-hmm. So that's when it does. It's not like you get the next day. I think it's like four or six months later that you get also, it. Also, yep. shout out to Renee. She made us chocolate chip cookies today. She did. Renee made us chocolate chip And Renee was also a part of this whole thing yeah. <laughs> about this setup. Renee did all that. She kept everything super quiet and got the paperwork done and did all that stuff. So, She's yeah. the best. She is the best. And yep. anybody anybody's ever been to my shop will know that James and Renee run the shop. Yep. I am here to be comic entertainment. We I, still got to get her on Moto Stories to hear the she's truth. She's very difficult to get on Moto Stories. I'm going to work on her. Or so she's been told by her I'm boss. Work she's her. passed on a doc, uh, Discovery Channel doc. She did. <laughs> yeah, 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 she yeah did. but they didn't bring her a chocolate eclair. I know uh, her. I know her the way that's it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send that over. Pass that way, please. I don't know what it would take for Renee. For Renee to go on camera? I don't even want to hypothesize. You know what's She's funny? She's my buddy. I'm going to get her on. She's the only one that I'm actually scared of going on camera with because Renee has got, she knows where the bodies are buried. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why I want to get her on camera. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is, though, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that she won't cop to. No, of course Because she knows she's like, yeah, okay, that's kind of self-incrimination, too, so sure, I'm not sure. going to let go on that. But right. yeah, Renee's always been a good wingman for a lot of good shit. Oh, yeah. but You here, can't really get her drunk enough to make her... Not anymore. She's chilled her jets. Yeah, she's chilled her jets. But in the... Yeah, and definitely in the before times, right? In the before times? <laughs> yeah, in the before times, that was... that was She was a very dangerous one to have on Moto Stories. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, let me also say hi to my youngest, Tegan, a.k.a. Muggs. Tegan, man. Hey, Muggs. Yeah. Cheers. Again, we talked about the boys, so... Right on, yeah. That's I left it. them out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And this this was so much fun. Like the whole idea. We were joking earlier about getting kids like a mini bike or a dirt bike for their Christmas and that kind of thing. And this it still happens. And I'm a kid. Yeah, you're a kid. You're totally a kid. But at least you didn't have to deliver it or take no. it upstairs. No, that's true. Yeah, we didn't. So right. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have to go upstairs. It's not going to have to get put under a tree. Yeah, I'm still. One more bike. I'm still waiting for <laughs> Mrs. McElfresh to show up. Ooh, yeah. You know, and Peggy's here, and she yeah. brought beer. And Diane's here, and she brought beer. <laughs> and Merritt's here, and she brought... No, Merritt well, knows Smith. better. Yeah. Mrs. Smith, now, when uh, you need... Like, when you realize that you're out of salt... Yeah. yeah. You just say, hey, jump on your little bike yeah. and go get me a little yeah, salt. That's it. That's, it's going to benefit that's right. you in many ways, I'm telling you. I completely agree. Yep. Yeah. It's... 
It's been six hours. Where's that fucking salt? <laughs> All she hears is, I only like Michigan salt. <laughs> Tricks on you. She's just looking for ways to get rid of you. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. That, that's also true. A little peace and quiet around the house. She's I like, agree. that bike's small enough. I don't think cars will see him on that one. <laughs> Watch anything she wants on the TV. Yeah. Is your husband at home? She says, no. She says, I'll be right over. I'll be right uh, over. <laughs> it's okay. He's out on a little bike. He'll be gone for hours. Yeah. <laughs> So that's great. So yeah, we're so happy that that worked out. That's so much fun. Whoa. It's so cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, cheers yeah. to you, Denise. Merry Good job Christmas. to everybody. Here's everybody Ooh. that pulled that. It was off. a Christmas miracle. Wow. Yeah, or is a Christmas miracle? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a Smithness. It is the Smithness. I'm down with the Smithness. <laughs> so that's cool. So anybody got anything else? No. A happy just, holidays. Uh, yeah, a little happy holidays thing. Well, Phil, you're going to uh, Mexico or something. Where I'm going? going to the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's where you're going with a possible side trip to the Virgin, the British Virgin Islands, <laughs> the Virgin, the Virgining Islands, Virgining Islands. Yeah. I, Thank you, Christmas ale. Well, Isn't it more like an incursion? It's more of an incursion. So the plan is I got a bike set up for the first few days in St. Thomas. I got a car rented. That's probably not going to happen because things don't move at the same pace on the islands that they do mm-hmm. in the rest of the world. And uh, so we're probably going to do some different stuff, but there will be a... There will Rum be, Runner's going to drop you in the LZ. We're, we're definitely... The You're COVID gonna, thing's making things really sticky right now between the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands, and it's not exactly easy to get into the U.S. VI. You're telling me about this outside. I'm but, thinking, like, you're going to show up on the shore, you and Merritt, with, like... A uh, yeah, spear gun yeah. and a, a thing that strapped to your hip. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to rent a speedboat. Up, drink like six drinks and then swim back out I'm to the boat and run a, back. Yeah, I'm going to do a James Bond style hostile invasion of the British Virgin Islands. Going to slide up on uh, on uh, a Virgin Atlantic's beach. And I'm just going to, I'm never going to cut the motor on the boat. We're just going to coast right onto the beach and just hop off. Have a few back, backwards over the back. Backwards the up. And we're just going to have a few <laughs> painkillers. And off we fuck into the sunset. It's yeah. like we were never there. Never there. Yep. Frog people. N- no record of it. While you're on uh, St. Thomas. Yeah. you got to go to Aqua Action Divers. Aqua Action. Nice. Yeah. Well, yes. We're definitely going to check them off. That's Aqua, Aqua, Aqua action, action, Action Divers from Lakewood, Ohio. Our podcast sponsor that doesn't know they're a podcast sponsor. Yes, please get in contact for your bill. If you want to go deep sea fishing, go to Double Header Fishing. Oh, really? Double, I, Double I, Header, I've Header never fishing, done, fishing? I've never done deep sea fishing at all, ever. But I do understand the basic elements of it, mm. and I do enjoy fish. Wow, we so. had a magnificent yeah. excursion. And you get to eat whatever you catch? Oh, yeah. that's a good thing. Story, yeah, I like the I like all the sounds of that. So that's yeah, I'm so excited about doing the underwater natural the underwater national park. Yep. So like that yeah. whole idea of like having the snorkel on and just kind of cruising around and being in a national park that's actually underwater. Right. That Same is so crazy. cool. That's Perfect. so cool. That is the best idea ever. So I'm pretty fired up about it. And yeah, there's there will be adventures and you know there so, will be stuff. All the listeners, when you're jonesing for the next podcast, right. just know that Phil's underwater floating in, in water. And then we'll be back in uh, New Year. Well, again, I just Well, hope we're that- all freezing our asses off. Mm. You'll be in fucking paradise. I was yep. good. I've, I've never done paradise, like, until a oh, couple you've of years ago. Oh, you've I've never done Hawaii. You've never done Costa well, that was the Rica. Thing is, you've I, never done... Uh, yeah, okay. When I was in Hawaii, I had a close <laughs> encounter with a sea urchin. <laughs> and I didn't know, like, because I'm, I'm not a water sports guy. Was his name guy. Smitty? No, but his name oh. was his name was spiky as fuck, <laughs> and uh, and my whole hand looked like 
it looked like I inflated my hand with a bunch of black spots on it uh-huh. because like I made the mistake. Like you dipped it in corn syrup? Oh my God. I made the mistake of like, I got in water I shouldn't have been in with my snorkel thing on yeah. and I'm just kind of paddling around, but the water was too rough. And by that point, like we were on the big island and shit. And I got beat up into the rocks. And I got beat up into the rocks. And I was like scampering up onto a rock. But I didn't realize the rock was all sea urchins. Oh, Urchant encrusted. Oh, so Take terrible. with you. Right, yes, that would have saved me. Yeah. <laughs> that would have saved my ass. No, no, no shit. Those right there would have saved my ass. Instead, I literally had the sore dick deal. Like there was no way in the world. These things were useless for two, three days. <laughs> I was miserable. And it's like glass. You can't get it out. Yeah. Your Peter beaters were out of commission. It was crazy. No, it sucks so bad. So Can you imagine stepping on one of those fuckers? Oh, dude. No, 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 no. The stepping on part, I crawled up a rock that was covered in them. Yeah. Like a volcanic rock that was covered in them. I'm The feet were out of the question. Feet, knees, but the hands. The hands yeah, were what got me. Because it makes your hands unusable. Mm-hmm. Because your hands just go inflated, mm-hmm. and then they don't curve anymore. <laughs> you can't grab things. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like wearing mittens everywhere, and you're in goddamn Hawaii. I'm picturing That's bullshit. Phil, Phil like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making pasta over here, right? That's it. That's what I got. But they were so inflated and so swollen, I couldn't bend them. Yeah. Like, that's how bad they were. And I get up on the beach, and I go to the bar, and I'm so miserable. And I'm like, fucking hell. And I pull up to the bar, and I got these hands that look like inflated. They look like Mickey. Ten. Yeah, they look like Mickey Mouse claws. And I'm like, you got anything for this? And he's like, rum. And I'm like, if I pour rum out here, it's going to work? And he goes, no, if you drink enough of it, it'll stop hurting. And I was like, but there's got to be something we can put on this to make it better. And he's like, No. Be on it. Here, hold your hands out. I did. I'll pee on it. John, if you don't think, if you don't I'll think, pee on your hands right now. I want to uh, pee on your hands. John, I didn't get out of the water. I was peeing on him. I was on the rock. I was on the rock that I scampered up onto. And I'm on this fucking rock. And I realized what a mistake I'd made. Everybody pee on Phil. No, I peed on my hands before I got off the rock. Okay. You walk was, out, you're like this. Everybody's giving you high fives. You're like, no, stop. <laughs> I peed on my hands on the rock. And then I peed on my knees and my feet when I got back to shore. Then you had everybody else pee on And you. I ran out of pee. And the guy's like, doesn't matter. doesn't work anyway. <laughs> like all the divers and the-, the smell the, like piss. Like all the fucking guys. I went back in the water. But the- uh, You're pissed drunk. No, before oh you God. told them, though, they got everybody together. It's like, hey, man, we got another guy. And they're all like, hey, we'll oh. help you out. I had, look, these guys- He's not only pissed off, he's pissed on. The bar we were, the bar that was within eye shot of where we were had to love it yeah. because- that beach is so attractive mm-hmm. and like you're sitting at this beautiful bar drinking a beautiful drink and there's this beautiful beach and my dumb ass is like I've had four drinks I'm gonna go in the beautiful water <laughs> it's called Urchin Beach it's called Urchin Beach it's called it's called Stabby it's it's it's, it's literally it's Stabby Harbor whatever it was the dumbest thing it was it might as well have been called Swollen Key it was fucked guys up guys are sitting at the bar like oh look yes. at here goes another one yeah. here goes another we're sitting in there and I'm, I'm like, I put a drink away and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And I was like, look, at, I'm wearing all my swimming shit. I'm good to go. Phil comes out of the water looking like he walked through a field in, in Ohio yes. with the birds just oh. stuck all over oh. him, but it's all urchins. Oh. <laughs> I left the table. We just had a, we just had a four star meal and everything else and had many drinks. Yeah. And I went into the goddamn water and I came out of there looking like a fucking pincushion. Now, you know no, they laughed at now me. Let me ask you something. No, no, don't so get up. It swells everything up and makes it three times the size did you think for a minute maybe I went just back and beat my it? dick on the rock yeah. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> what do you got there in your I'm pocket? Gonna, I'm going to pass my cup down to Dan. Oh, oh, oh. Going to get some Johnny Drum? I might as well. Trick get a little brown liquor? I'll take a sip of brown oh, liquor. Chris, bring ice. I'm feeling it. Bring <laughs> ice. Chris, bring ice. After a couple yeah. Christmas ales, I feel like some brown liquor. <sighs> Those Christmas yeah. ales go down That's easy. Good. Oh, God, That's they go down easy. For me right there. The Christmas ale is a very dangerous thing in Cleveland. Yeah. Let's Somebody will hand you one or two. The Let's trick with the Christmas ale. some business here. Yep. It'll snuck up on you. Little drummer. Yes, it'll <laughs> snuck up on you. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you catch a unique rabbit? Unique up on it. How do you catch a tame rabbit? Tame way. I thought you'd like that one. So, so well. How do you stop a rhino from charging? Take away his credit card. Oh, geez, that's terrible. Why don't you pick apples in the uh, in Africa? I don't know. Because the elephants paint their toenails red, and they hide in trees. That's wow. terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. I fucked that joke up. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, this is a- yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I've had a few. Yeah. Oh, how did the guy die picking apples? I have a glass of ice now. <laughs> Africa. <laughs> Previous story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. All so, right, All right, all right. I can see the amateur hour. You're going to fix it. All right, he's going to fix it. Three men died on Christmas Eve and were, sent and were met by St. Peter at the Pearly Grates. The Pearly Grates. It's easy for you yeah. to say. <laughs> In honor of this holy season, St. Uh, Peter said, you must each possess something that symbolizes Christmas to get into heaven. The first man fumbles through his pockets and pulls out a lighter. He flicked it on. It represents a candle, he says. You may pass through the pearly gates, said St. Peter. The second man reached into his pocket and pulled out a set of keys. He shook them and said, they're bells. St. Peter said, you may pass through the pearly gates. The third man started searching desperately through his pockets. Finally pulled out a pair of women's panties. St. Peter looked at the man with a raised eyebrow and asked, and what does that symbolize? The man says, they're carols. (laughs) 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 Not bad. (laughs) Guys, you got to think about that for a minute. That's great. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness! Oh, this goo- This is like that black swamp gouda, or oh my god! Are you soaking meat in whiskey? No, no, oh. it's the Christmas. Oh, uh, the stuff from Austria he brought it. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> really like, good. Now oh, you're gonna get, now you're getting into Frank Reynolds rum ham. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the night, this whole podcast is gonna be fully croisoned. Yeah, complete rum ham. My Chicago people will know what croisoned <laughs> is. Yeah, old style oh. beer. Mmm, it's so good. Thank you. So That's let's good. Talk about the bad idea of getting a three hundred dollars snowmobile. <laughs> I figure that's the right no, price point to cure f- me of ever wanting a snowmobile again. That's true. The four hundred dollar one you sent that got sold was fucking mint, though. That thing was good, man. I think you know you see these snowmobiles, and I want. I'm actually asking for some input from podcast listeners because snowmobiling in our areas, yeah, it's there. I mean, a lot of people at some point bought them and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially out in like Oberlin area, yeah. there's snowmobiles because yeah. at one point some there must have been snow, but we don't see them <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's climate and, change. And yeah. of course, the one guy I work with says, I hope to God you buy a snowmobile. And I'm like, why do you care? You want to ride? He's like, no, because we won't get any snow this year. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah. Well, we're already not getting it because he bought a plow. 
I put a plow in my micro truck. Yeah. yeah. So no there's snow. no snow. There's no snow. Well, it is 70 today and it's December 14th. <laughs> so I don't know. So I'm looking for input. I'm going to put on my Christmas bathing suit. <laughs> so when they say that, tr- you know, you always got to worry about the tracks. They say it needs a new track. It needs a new track. Yeah. But does the, when they say it needs a new track, is that because the track just doesn't have any more teeth left on it and it's bald? So it works the Or other is way. it literally rotting off? Yeah. So how they work off. is um, I'm not a stranger. My parents used to dump me off in, you know, Wyoming. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been. I don't know if you've ever been in Jackson Hole. Wyoming. I don't know if you've ever been in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Or if you want, if you guys are podcasters, want to look it up. It's called Pinedale, Pinedale, Wyoming. It is uh, ninety miles the wrong side of Jackson Hole. But the point is, in the winter back then, you didn't go anywhere without a snow machine. They don't say snowmobile; they say snow machine. Right. And uh, you don't go anywhere without a snow machine or a sled. They're on the roads. Exactly. Driving, yeah. Because that's the only thing that goes anywhere. But here's the trick, and this is what kills every fucking snow machine. It's the track. The motors, two-stroke motor, they're pretty fucking, you know, liquid-cooled, most of them. They hang in there. Air-cooled even better. Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. They hang in there, right? You know, 440 exciters and shit. But the track, so the track is uh, basically metal encapsulated in rubber, okay? Even when the military tank, the military tanks and stuff that had rubber tracks that, you know, M114s and all the different shit that, you know, we had in Vietnam era. So it's a steel belted track. So it's a steel belted track. Okay. So what happens is the track, anytime you're not running the snowmobile, the track is in the same oval position and it gets a memory. So if you think that your motorcycle tires get flat spots on them when they're sitting in the garage for six months, you should try a snowmobile track that is sitting in one place and hasn't moved for a year or two, right? 30 years. Exactly. And then what happens is the first time you put any stress on this thing, you got to knock the corners off of it, right? You got to knock the edges off of it. And it's been sitting for a long time. And you're going to knock the edges off of it using a 40 or 50 or 60 horsepower motor. And what happens is it's going to break. So all these rubber chunks of it are going to crack off of it. And initially you're going to be like, oh, it's kind of going now. It's And there's adjusters in there that you can adjust the uh, wheels inside. Tension. Tensioners on the belt. And so you're going to be like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just adjust the tensioners and it'll take that up. No, all it's going to happen is that old ass rubber is going to chunk out and it's going to chunk out and you're going to be like riding it around for like an hour and be like, this is great. So you're saying I can get a good hour. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Out of a $250. So what you're saying is there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Because 14 year old me killed three snow machines in three hours. Perfect. So, so when I show there's up, a guy who'll sell me eight, three of them on a trailer for eight hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's three, hours, three hours, hours of ride time, boys. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something. That for, for eight hundred bucks, you're gonna see that guy's got a million dollar smile. Because oh. he's gonna be the happiest guy in Hill Country. Like that is gonna be the happiest dude you've ever met. And as tracks go chunked, I'm gonna put them up for free. And just get rid of them. Well, if yep. you if you watch YouTube at all, there's that Derek guy, the vice group garage. Yeah. He he tried to resurrect this dude's a racing speed, snowmobile. Yeah, the speed run thing and has twin the, tracks. Yep, and the reason he couldn't do it is because the tracks were disintegrating. Yep. yep, he got the motors running, yep. he got all that other yep. shit going, and the tracks blew and up. And as a little motorhead myself, as a little weird fucking kid with a ten millimeter wrench for a left finger, well, like I went out there and I got these three snow machines running that hadn't been running for a long time. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is my secret to freedom in a snowbound wasteland of Hoth, a.k.a. Pinedale, Wyoming, where if you don't have a snow machine, you can't get to town, right? And 
I was like, I'm going to get to town. You and were going to save the whole town by being the only snowmobile that could get through the blizzard. Everybody said, Philip, if you can fix those, you can ride them. You can have them if you can fix them. So it took me the better part of three three days to get those four those two stroke 440 motors going, and two of them were the same, so I could do you know parts off of each one of them. I got all three of them running, and then I managed to get them out of the barn and kind of like running around in a circle a little bit. And within an hour, they were all dead. But we are forgetting that this is Johnny Mac. Oh no, I right? feel it. No, no, no. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that if they're running, right. It'll probably have an ATV tire on the back instead of a tread. Can't do it. I, I believe me, I was way ahead of that. <laughs> no. The first thing you do before you buy a snow machine is you look up the price for the track, the replacement track for that snow machine. That's about $1,200. Before you buy the snow machine. Exactly. So you can buy a used snow machine in, completely based on the price of a new track for it. I'm thinking I'm going to yeah. shoot for something in the 90s. Mm. Yeah. You're gonna have a way better chance. I've got I've got one that's like a 1990. It's five. You get a Yamaha 700 V Max snow machine. Yeah, like 600 V Max. Yeah, they're they're plentiful and they're cheap. I got a question. Has anybody tried a timber sled yet? The dirt bike. The dirt bike with the thing in the back and the thing and the ski. That that seems very appealing to me. Well, you saw the video that I sent about the Easy 90. Easy 90. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looked good. Any one of our any one of our SSR 125s. With an old snowboard or an old ski on the front of it Ooh. is completely cromulent. Oh, yeah. I would argue don't even need that. Just ride the fucking. Just ride snow. it. Just ride it. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready anytime. Do you know what we'll do though? Go. Just for fun though, we'll. I'll. I've got five or six sets of skis in the garage that aren't being used. Oh. So we'll just grab a, a couple of skis here and there. We'll just safety strap them on. Well, that's going to be the tow barge. So we're going to get oh. like a. I have a, I have the back seat out of the Scout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, put yeah, a yeah. couple sets of skis. <laughs> oh yeah, I got. Yeah. And I we'll, have way too many skis. Like the, it's. A, we'll it's, tow that around. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. that'll be fun. That's a, and I got a backseat on my van too. Yeah. I got a backseat uh, on the van. So tow just tow the We can put around. four people on those and put like four SSRs in the front, like a chariot. And I want to buy some tubes. <laughs> some tubes. Ben Hur, motherfucker. Ben Hur. From boat, you know, boating tubes, but you I am Spartacus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what you're saying around. is I definitely need to check my health insurance and make yeah, sure good we're idea. solid for Yeah, good idea. <laughs> it's not gonna cover this shit. No, it's not gonna cover this shit. Now I went to the hospital on well. The third time I went to the hospital, it was like the, the doctor was asking me how I got hurt. No, your did, fucking business. Yeah, but the problem was I was like, I didn't want to admit that it was a motorcycle-related injury. I fell out of a barn. Because, yeah, because I didn't want the stats to be like another person hurt right, by a motorcycle. Right, right. I was a little pissed off I was just shoving snow. Well, yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to tell him I broke my arm in a motorcycle crash. Right. Because technically, I wasn't riding a motorcycle. It was a mope. Like, it was a mope, dope, like dirt bike moped thing mm-hmm. i wasn't on the road it was just drunken shenanigans right so i wasn't like i'm not gonna chalk one up to motorcycles being dangerous for the shit i was doing well so i, I told imagine, him i fell off a horse i could imagine though like if you did t- fuck horse people well <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 people get hurt falling off a horse fucking lots of respectable people died getting no, hit but by think horse. about this think about <laughs> this <laughs> for all the different scooter rallies and bullshit you've been to right can yeah. you imagine telling the truth all right, so here's what happened, Doc. I was naked. There was a flaming... <laughs> yeah, I was naked. There was a flaming couch on skis being on skis dragged being... by three Vespas. We hit a 15-foot jump. We were going to clear the bus, but the bus moved two inches, and I fucking hit it. Nope. No, 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 no you nope. just don't go don't there. say that. <laughs> you know how James broke his ankle? No. He made 250 laps, naked and drunk. <laughs> James, you're not here, but God damn it. And he's sober now. On a, borrowed, on a borrowed hot shit tune scooter, right? Yeah. From one of our buddies up in Canada. And he made ridiculous number of laps, like 
we were all kind of like, damn, man. Like, he's good because <laughs> he's drunk. Mm-hmm. He couldn't walk, but he could corner, mm-hmm. leg out, hang the back end out, drifted all the way through four corners in the mud. Right. Like, legit straight up. And I don't know what happened, but like, he borrowed a friend of ours' bike after he'd done this all day long and he jumped on a different kind of a bike. Why is it I never get that James? The James that wants to go ape shit. Okay. So he gets all done. He, he changed. He gets off the bike. He's walking down the stairs oh, no. from the cabin and breaks his ankle. <laughs> he did a hundred laps naked sideways drunk. No problems. Well, that's like when we went to Hoff's place. Yeah. Um, I almost killed myself just entering the house. <laughs> we hadn't even started the shenanigans yet, and I tripped and fell down the steps all the way down into the backyard. Do you know what scares me about being at Oberlin, about the the, the property, the compound? Yeah. Is accidentally ending up in the basement of the fucked up house. Right. Because every time I walk near that place, I'm always terrified that I'm going to stumble. Yeah. And it's going to be a dead drop down into the basement of that fucked up where the white albino spiders live. Oh. Well, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be the eighth body down there. Exactly. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to backfill the foundation with you in there. I know there's other bodies down there. I've looked down there and saw nothing but white spiders. Yeah, albino right? spiders. There's nothing but albino spiders down there. And every time I get too close, you'll notice I never go close to that foundation of that building. Because at any moment, I'm like, fuck it. I could lose You're it going in. Yeah. Oh, man. And I'll go around the property at 55 miles an hour sideways. Yep. But I won't walk near that house. No, better than that. We'll go 55 miles an hour through a <laughs> thing of trees with one inch on either side of the handlebars. <laughs> I love it, man. I'll bring it on all day Racing long. Racing each other, rubbing tires through it. I yeah. love it all day long. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But don't ask me to walk near that house. I won't even pee next to it. I no. go over by the garage. <laughs> well, I like like I like how he put the beer, the beer fridge inside the kitchen. Where you have to do fucking Indiana Jones over a fucking like 35 foot pit with no, one no. little fucking two by four to get to the back door. And for the record, I didn't know that. Do you know why I didn't know that? Because <laughs> you didn't go near the house. I wouldn't go near the fucking house. <laughs> no, that's a sling blade garage. Like that's <laughs> fucked up. Like that is like bucket of lotion bad. <laughs> There's no good that can come out of that property. Oh, I should show you the cisterns underneath nope. the front porch. Negatory, good buddy. Uh-uh. You know what? I keep my beer outside. The little hatchways. That's fine. That go I just, you, know my, you know what my favorite part of that whole thing is? The, is the little hatchways that go into pits that go into infidium. Until John no. brought him to his senses, though, Steve yeah. was going to rehab that house. He was I like, wanted to rehab. Oh, no, no, did. I'm the other way around. Oh, yeah, you exactly. It's to. the other way around. He wants to spend 13000 to, to take it down. down. I want to spend 13000 to build it up. Right. Dude, it's going to cost twenty. Grand just to get rid of the spiders. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> well, we go down there with propane torches. Yeah. Those spiders are gone. And you that's, get, I'm not going down there. So is the house. I'm not going down there until I have an Elon Musk yeah, rated boring, fucking the boring, boring company. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going down there until I have a flamethrower with at least a 10 foot reach because fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'm going under that house, man. No way. Uh, uh-uh. No, that's dangerous. That shit is kooky. There's no problem. I like it down there. <laughs> you would. I don't. That's fine. That's cool. You're like that commercial when the guy's like, oh, the Wi-Fi is better down here. He's like, how do you deal with the spiders? He's like, what spiders? <laughs> no, fuck that. That whole thing is sketch as yeah, fuck. Yeah. Look, we've, we fixed all the trailers and the runoffs of the turns. Yeah. So all the places where we could run off the bike in the turn and kill yourself on a trailer that hasn't moved in 26 years. Right. And a boat. We moved the trailers. We moved the boat, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we, we got rid of the shards of metal that were literally sticking. giant pieces of metal <laughs> yeah. sticking up out of the ground. We got rid of that. Yeah, the, yeah. The front loader's the still there to fuck still you up. There. 
Yeah, yeah, the cement block. The no, cement we block. did move them. We moved them off a little bit. You have two feet now not to kill right. yourself. Right, the impossible to move cement blocks have been moved over three feet. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We yeah. cut all the trees out we could cut out. But the roots are still there. The sideways throwing you roots. I tried like hell. I killed his chainsaw and his chainsaw yeah, trying to make yeah, those yeah, roots yeah, go away. Yeah. Can't make those roots go away. And the, the wrong way jump that throws you yeah. onto your front wheel is still there. So you like that, good. don't you, Steve? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Steve's good. favorite one. <laughs> it is. Steve's favorite one. I was one. chasing you and I forgot that that was there. I was yeah. like, oh. We call it ass over tea kettles. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is the best worst jump ever. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's not really a jump. It's more of a bump. No, you just realize it's the worst engineered jump ever. <laughs> right. I'm going ass. this way. Going that yeah. way, it's not too bad. Oh, no. <laughs> no, going the wrong way, it just throws you into the trees. Right. Well, there is that. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going I hit it on my tractor a couple times. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going way too fast for the conditions. Yeah. Like, way too fast. Oh, yeah. And I can hear Steve behind me, and I'm like, that son of a bitch is trying to pass me on the jump. <laughs> so I was like, you can't pass somebody on the jump. Oh, and yeah, so I was like, I did the jump. Probably the best I've ever done the jump. Like I balanced everything right. I landed perfectly on my suspension. Yeah. I was like, I got that. And then I heard you going, ah! and then I look and he's in a rose bush. And the rose bushes are like 3,000 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So the prickers are like six inches long. They're if, like, if you hit, if you hit that thing bushes. at 15 miles yeah. an hour, you're cool. Oh, yeah. You're 20 miles an hour, you're 17 degrees the wrong direction. Yeah, dude. Really badly, yeah. really quick. Oh, I've, I've learned to respect that jump. Yeah. I'm so glad I broke that thing. Open. <laughs> We're up there, like he was like, I don't know. Should we turn that into a jump? No. And no, John's no. like, we need to turn that into yeah, a jump. Yeah, of course. You Bring do. the saws over. We're cutting this. There, bitch there's back. a reason that J Town faces it. It does. So he can watch. We can watch people just eat shit on the jump. <laughs> That's right. That jump is the most deceptive thing. You're like, look, it's a little bump. It's not going to be bad. And then you realize you're like, oh no, I'm no, really yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's wrong coming and going. Well, it the, is wrong the, coming. The problem and going. is, it's yeah. not like it's coming out of a turn and you hit a jump. No, you have a hundred yard straightaway. Before the jump. A hundred yards. You well, don't have a hundred yards, yards anywhere. Yards. I was Our, talking Cleveland Moto. Come on. A <laughs> hundred yards, dude. You have six inches. Yeah. It's a three-acre property. It's a three-acre property. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come out, if you go the berm shot in the brambles. Right. If you fight the brambles to get the berm shot. Which, which wait, is, wait, wait. Before you go there. Yeah. When we started doing that berm, before yeah. he moved it, we yeah. didn't know that, that that thing of soft grass yeah. was actually no, like concrete. And concrete. concrete and shit. <laughs> Absolutely. The one time I was making a turn and I blew it a little wide and I looked over and I was like, that's all concrete. I know. That's like one of those uh one of those casket things they buried people in. Do you remember when yeah. we were racing and, and that one thing by by his barn would throw you and yeah. we like we would the miss foundation the barn, of the barn. by like yeah. one inch right. of the barn. Yeah. yeah, that was good. The too. whole trick is if you could miss your handlebar and just not hit the corner of the barn, <laughs> right. you had it perfectly set up for the burn <laughs> shot. Yeah, right. It's like riding motorcycles and playing the mousetrap game at the same time. Yep. <laughs> it's just like Look, I got this. Steve's behind me. It'll yeah, be fine. It's fine. <laughs> and then Steve's in front of me. Oh, I got to cut the next corner short yeah, to be, pass yeah, him yeah, up yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It is fun. If you ever get a chance to come out to the compound, uh, it, it's one of those weird things We're that- We're going to have to do a winter session soon. We do need to do a winter session. Yeah. yeah. We have a uh, a body of water that's frozen over that we can- Not yet. Well, it's 70 degrees today, but when John was there, that fucker was frozen, man. We were I ready to go. I feel like it's going to freeze well once it's I do too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's going to be- The fact that it was frozen over and like totally because there was no wet, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Are we going to put screws in the tires or are we going to do I little baby so. tire chains? Um, you know, there's different things you can do. It depends on what you want to do. I was just thinking of surfacing it. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you get a little bit of snow on it yeah. and spray it down with water, then yep. that'll just make you, that'll- yeah. Make it a rough surface. You won't really need so, spikes. But if you want to spike it up, I mean, to each his own. 
Nobody, <laughs> nobody's stopping you. So no. since we last talked, I know I told you this, but since we last talked, you know, I had my neighbors and I met the older guy. But the guy who actually runs the household. What's his stuff, name? Phil Guy. Ah, oh, the guy. The guy. The guy. The guy. His name's the Phil guy. The guy's name is Phil Guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I meet him and he's totally cool. They make moonshine. We get along really well. Yeah. They make moonshine. They make moonshine. He gave wow. me some moonshine. And his brother is a fan of what I do. So like everything's kind of cool. And, uh, so we're talking, and he's like, "So what? Are, you know, what, what are you guys into?" I brought and I'm like, some moonshine. "I got, you know, we, you know, we're into motorcycles. We like shooting stuff." And he's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, let me know when you're shooting. I'll bring over whatever you want, and, you, and you're good. You, there's nothing behind your property. You blow. I know all the My sheriffs. Brother. You're good to go." <laughs> and then I was like, and then I said, "When the pond freezes over, we're gonna have some mini big risks." He goes, "Hold on," and I was like, "Oh, uh oh, like what's going on here?" What's, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, hold on." Just you better fucking call me so I can come the fuck over. And I was oh, like, okay, yeah. all right. This guy's all right, man. Same on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I lucked out, man. This is going to be good. You got a one You got a one piece Carhartt? Yeah. Like, if you got yourself, like, a good, proper, thorough, yeah. good, like, a legit. Yeah. The tan one. Got to be tan. Oh, you got to be tan. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of moonshine. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. We make cranberry moonshine oh. for the holidays. So oh. moonshine. I think we've had that in years past. We've had the we've oh, had yeah. the, we've had your yeah we've had your wassail. Do you, do you, <laughs> we're we're bringing it to to the next podcast. Yeah, the Christmas you, spirit is alive you, uh, and well. Do you here. do the popcorn Sutton thing or what do you got? You got a little thumper no, tube or none of your fucking business? <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. How about minding your own fucking business? There All right, go. then there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> you sit back and tell Rembrandt how to paint? Yeah, no, I guess okay, not. All right. Right. Yeah. all right. Just sit back and appreciate the results, motherfucker. Meanwhile, it's toilet wine, but don't say anything. Uh, Pruno, <laughs> baby. Pruno. Shut up and I'm sip kidding, up. I'm <laughs> oh, man. You're Mrs. cut off, man. Mrs. You're cut Smith off. just gave me the eye. I got a bottle. Oh, I still, still, the still that I made in college. Yeah. I made a batch of vodka with it from potatoes and everything. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, well, we don't want to wait another month for a bottle of acetone. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we took wine and distilled it just to get the alcohol out of it. Like this, we stole big gallon yeah. cheap jet. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Franzia yeah. box wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was from the art show. They had an art show. So Peggy was an art yeah. student. So she went and stole these big bottles of wine. Ah, and then they had a dental convention, and we stole these big bottles of nitrous, nitrous and it was right. great. <laughs> it was awesome. Wow, 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 wow. I've got a couple of pints of uh, uh, the apple pie uh, cinnamon shine in the back, so we have, well, we're enjoying the holidays. Yeah, so that's yeah, all good. Yeah. Rubers for all my friends. Uh, so that's it. Has anybody looked at anything else? No, I think. Hello to TJ and Eva. I skipped them. Oh, TJ and Eva. Very yeah. good. Yeah, very good. Ladies, thank you, ladies. Shout out to all of our podcast viewers and listeners uh, and Patreons if you want to if you want to give money to this train wreck. Thank uh, you, Patreons. Yeah, Patreon.com. I love the Patreon. Yeah. Well, I, I would, I would, I would like, thanks to Patreons. Yep, yeah. Patreons. But also, I'd like to make a toast to all you guys and yeah. Oscar and Nick and yeah. Steve who are not here. Right. Um, Everybody who can't here's be the, with this, us. this is what gives us a thing to look forward to it every does. week. Every week, yeah. You guys are all my best buddies, yep. and I look forward to this every fucking week. We guys. do, yeah. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. It was a hobby that got wildly out of control. Yes, it did. That's it. Cool. So with that, guys. Well, you know, the cheer. podcast was all about chasing away the winter blues. That's exactly why we did it. Yeah. That's why we yep. typically we kind of laid off in the summer. Yeah, we did. But now we in the old episodes. Year. If you go back to the way way backs, we did that. We would record in the winter, and then the summer we'd be too busy, so we'd stop recording. You should probably drop a, an old one 
I dropped one a couple of weeks ago. No, but I'm like, because yeah. we're going to have oh. a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, you're, oh, yeah. Well, I'm well, away. You're in yeah. Old Lang Syne. Yeah. 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 That's right. We'll drop a couple of greatest hits or something like yeah. that. But so hey, cool. um, we're going to, let me just say this before we go. So yeah. all the listeners to the podcast, yep. we introduced a new segment tonight, which you'll see in a couple of weeks on Moto Stories, where you can ask Johnny Mack and Phil, but you know, yep. if he's not here, Johnny can cover it, a question right. about some kind of a motorcycle problem or whatever. Right. So maybe well, you know I love podcast listener mail and stuff like that, especially yep. the negative stuff. So, but if and I'd like you to ch- challenge me, I you know maybe you know maybe you can try to trip me up, stump the chump. Sure, but if yeah. you have a question, if you have a legitimate motorcycle <laughs> question, or John said he's open to sex questions, he too, is either he one of those he, two. He's okay with relationship advice. It's motor stories at unkiefill dot com. Yep. That's motor Just stories at unkie fill dot com. Right. Send us your question, and in the next few weeks, we're going to record again, and yeah. uh, maybe John will answer your question. It's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. So on that point, I mean, uh, I'm done. Uh, Joe, I think we should all ride fast and take chances. Yes, sir. Jingle, 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 jingle. Press the red button. Press the red button. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Listen to our podcast or don't because we don't care, but we love you anyway and a Happy New Year. Yeah.